What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And nobody can stop us. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. They tried to stop me. I don't know who they are, but they did. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly. The notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you be in the Desert Storm bunker with EWF. That is every woman's fantasy. None other than the whole effing show. Senior Gregorio Greybeard, Mr. No Trabajo himself. The one and only CEO Negro of Fixes Minds LLC, the chocolatey Confucius, the man with more nicknames than anyone in the game, the Black Moses, the Deliverer, the Undebatable, the Undistinguishable, the Disting, un, unde, the Undebatable, and the Undisputed Best Edutainment here on YouTube. I guess we're gonna get it straight. It's Monday, and not only that, I'm CGAC God Allah, Mr. Thurleg Greg. The 10 time demonetized champion of YouTube. All right, man, listen. It was a rough start. My audio wasn't working just on the early part of the show, and I had to restart everything. But I'm glad you're back on this link, and I've deleted all other links. We got a great show for you lined up today. Are you a scrap, a scrap sexual? Shout out to the content machine who I used to blow up their videos back in the day, and they went viral. The content machine has come up with a new phrase called scrap sexual, and we're going to play a little clip real quick of what a scrap sexual might be, just so you guys, maybe you don't know, and we'll do it live right here. A scrap sexual, let's go ahead and let them take it from here. Tyler, and I'm a scrap sexual. I'm attracted to the scraps, the leftovers of the dating pool. Us scrapaholics have a motto. If she's looking like a snack, send her ass back. But if she's looking like a scrap, time to set my trap. The trap of going up and talking to them because I'm a completely regular guy and they'll go for me. Snacks are too much work. They have too high of standards. Everyone's always fighting over them. But scraps? Oh. I swoop in and just glean the meat off the carcass. <laughs> Scrappies will take what they can get. And as far as they're concerned, I'm a catch. Which is amazing because I'm definitely not. I'm actually borderline sociopathic, but I've yet to reveal that to them. Few men are willing to go as low as I am. Scrap sexuals, let's make 2023 the year we move towards zero dating pool waste. I'm taking the pledge. Are you? <laughs> oh, My name is oh, not the scrap. Oh, man, not the scrap sexuals out here. We're going to talk about scrap sexuals. Shout out to the content machine bringing that forth here. Um, and we got a great show for you lined up today. We are talking about uh, the scrap sexuals. We'll get to that. That's going to be the main event topic. We're going to give you a doom and gloom segment, a rather long, lengthy one. We'll also talk about holiday madness. Holiday madness is prevailing all over the world here. New, 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 and we're going to lose our edge. I'm going to tell you that right now. We got Straggle with Sniggle Theater. We have a great segment called How Women Get Through Their Day. <laughs> How women get through their day. If you guys want to know how women get through their day, this will be an easy one for you. It's going to be somewhat entertaining. Going to be somewhat entertaining. And uh, all of that stuff in the bag of chips ahoy and the dating marketplace. Of course, we'll talk about all of that. But do me a favor. Oh, Super Chatters. I got you from the original stream, so don't worry about it. I will mention your Super Chat. I did get like five or six of them at the beginning of the show. All right, so I'll get those. I screenshotted them just so we didn't lose them. But anyway, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the Gash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. Coach Greg Adams. And that be pinned to the top of the live chat 
on the free agent lifestyle channel and you can super chat on the notorious cga channel i think i still have it pinned to the top oh i missed it okay all right i'll pin it to the top again all right man this show was off the rails this morning all right youtube tried to set me back just a little bit I, i think it was my software to be honest with you youtube probably didn't have anything to do with it but we'll see let me see if i can type it in real quick all right, all right, I'll get it, I'll get it here, we'll get it, we'll get it. All right, somebody said, I'm in rock, Coach Greg Adams. All right, so let me get that pinned to the top of the live chat. All right, thank you for my assistant, assistant CGA. All right, let me get to the earlier contributors to today's show. This was on the Super Chats. Albert Wesker says, I'd rather starve than eat scraps out here. Monk mode, free agent lifestyle, and we do it for life, yes. <laughs> You got to make a decision. Hard decision to make. Martin, shout out to you. Thank you. MC Hamster says, but coach, I love corn pudding and leftover stuffing. Yes, leftovers, what did they say? Leftovers take, taste better the next day. So ninjas is going to tell me that. They're going to be like, hey, man, leftovers taste better the next day. Yeah. All right, so what do we got? 2K teacher says, coach, touchy subject, but why have the animal abuse cases? And the sexual assault cases gone up with women to men and animals. Why have they gone up? I wonder if you do a show on this, it's beyond ridiculous. Well, shout out to the women. Uh, you're saying, why have the women, why have the animal abuse cases and uh, assault cases gone up with women? All right, so yeah. We're seeing more teachers and more women doing. Matter of fact, they have this one teacher. I don't know if I'm going to mention this week, but she was out there at a high school talking about she was bragging about taking women's I mean taking young men's virginity I mean why have se- sexual assaults uh gone up I think what it is you know what it is I'm gonna tell you what it is and I'll do a show on it let me let me give you the sad music you know why because Gen Z ninjas is something else I'm gonna tell you Gen Z ninjas have been trained and ordained and what they've been they've been conditioned to believe that you know they can be victims too, and it's hard to believe, right? Because I'm going to tell you, women have always been a part of sexually assaulting young men. But Gen Z men are being different, right? Because they're equal to women. So they're like, my teacher touched me on the ping too, right? That's that's what's happening here. And everybody's looking at this ninja like, wait a minute, wait, your teacher, t- you saying your teacher touched you on your ping? And you're like, yes. Now, in the past, if a teacher touched a ninja on his peen, he would have went ahead and blew that back out. He would have been like, I'm no victim. I'm about to get this nut. But young boys are trained like young girls. You know, they teach young boys to pee sitting down. They tell them that they can be a woman. There's a woman in you. So these ninjas is victims, too. They like, okay. And the women are like, you need therapy. You need to heal. Tell us your problems. And they're like, (laughs) my teacher touched me on my peen. They like, oh. What that mean? <laughs> and they like, well, they've always touched little boys on their peen. You know what I mean? It's just like. <laughs> so now ninjas is talking, you know what I mean? I was a victim too. The 26-year-old fine, long-haired teacher touched me on my peen. Ninjas is like, you're supposed to, shh. Anyway, let me stop. 
You know, it's a tough situation. You know what I mean? These young boys is out here. They victims too. They can be victims too, ladies. Ladies always touch boys on their pain. They had the candy lady in the hood. You remember the old candy lady? Now come on in here, sugar. Sugar, come on in here. Let me clean your snotty nose. Come on in here, sugar baby. What you want down here? Pick a little bit of candy out this bowl. Uh-huh. Mama got you, baby. Don't worry about it. Ooh, you a handsome little boy smelling like outside. You boys smelling like outside and all that. Boys, why don't you scatter? Hey, you come on here. I'm going to give you a little extra sugar. Here, come here, baby. Come here, baby. Hey, you're going to be a handsome boy. Boy, you're going to have all the girls around here. Let me prepare you, my boy. Let, let, let mama prepare you on what you're going to deal with. When you get out here, when you get these little girls out here. Now, on these nappy head ass girls out here, don't let these girls do any of these things to you right here. Let me show you what you're going to do. And then she dropped that neck. All right. Finish that boy. Hey, off. In Ninja, she, you thought you broke your dick. You know what I mean? You thought you walked outside like. <laughs> first time you first time you done touched on some gravy in between a woman's legs. You like walked out. What happened to you, homie? Hey, uh, little peanut head. What happened to you, little peanut head? You done walked outside. <laughs> she did something to my di- my dick broke. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, hey, that's how all the teachers and the candy lady and the, all the, you know. <laughs> it's just a sad case, man. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> You done roar for the first time. You walk back to the old boys. You like, what happened to you? You don't want to tell because a woman had a mustache and shit. You like, oh, ninja. You go back and get some candy. You got some of that candy, candy lady. Ah, right, come on in. Come on in, boy. Come on in. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. And where little peanut at? Why you don't come outside? You always going to the candy lady house. What you going going over there, man? I got a sweet tooth. All right, look. This is crazy, man. Look, we... Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Man. <laughs> this show has already gone off the rails. This can be public, i.e. infidelity. Um, Well, they sort of are public, but they close the doors definitely and keep the secrets for sure. All right. Shout out to De Niro. Tranquilo says, wait down and my money up. Just cop that Rolex. Got the rolly on the wrist, heavy on the wrist. Shout out to you. We up free agent lifestyle for life. And when you get your first rolly and you do feel that weight, you feel like you did something. Yes, people, you you don't need all that stuff, but it's fun. It's fun. Do me a favor. I got a lot of segments here. I'm going to come back to the alternative apps in a minute here because there's some very important stuff going on here but um i gotta do doom and gloom because this show is gonna be this is gonna be a lengthy show so buckle your seatbelts hit the like button we already at almost 1600 people on the free agent lifestyle channel also we're on uh the notorious cga channel simulcasting twitch tit twitter rumble uh fake book and we'll be on spotify soundcloud apple and google after the show shout out to y'all man thank you for being back here for the best this is the best the best entertainment here on YouTube. Let's get to the doom and gloom segment right now.
Domain Gloom CGA is back, and uh, let's talk about what's going on here. Uh, what's going on with here? Everybody's money. Did y'all have a good weekend? What's up, nigga? What's up for the It was weekend, a holiday nigga? weekend, and I know y'all had a lot going on. Black Friday, all the normies ran out to spend all their money. Black Friday, in a supposedly a down economy, shoppers spent a record $9.8 billion in the United States. Online sales up 7.5%. From the last year, and if you didn't catch on, Cyber Monday is today. Cyber Monday sales to rise. Customers eye bargains. Buy now, pay later. Oh boy, oh boy. All right, here we go. Consumers spend, but hold out for discounts and shopping online as high inflation and dwindling savings trigger caution around the holidays. Well, that didn't stop anybody, but what I want to know is, why people using buy now, pay later? Oh, my goodness. This is going to be an absolute disaster. And if you don't know, I've been telling you credit's going to be tightening. So people are going to basically um, max themselves out. They're either going to max out their savings or max out their credit, which is going to put them in a bind. They're going to be in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. All right. And what's going to happen it is it's going to trigger some sort of different type of recovery going into January, February, and March. Uh, going into tax season, if people aren't getting their taxes right, they definitely going to be in a bind out here. I'm in a bind. All right, and so credit tightening and people using buy now, pay later? Oh, man, this is a disaster. It says right here, where's the, where is it? All right, I actually had it here uh, where they were looking at buy now, pay later. Okay, I can't find it in the article. All right, I was going to point it out. Oh, here it is. Where is it at? Where is it? All right, I can't find it. All right, there it is right here. They also noted, Adobe also noted that buy now, pay later purchases on Cyber Monday are likely to rise 18.8% from last year to a record $782 million. All right, man. I mean, $782 million from $9 billion here. Wow. That's crazy. Buy now, pay later. That means people are leveraging. They're leveraging unless not having credit. This is, woo-wee. This is going to be crazy. Mm. Look out for more women to be in binds out here. Yes. I'm in a bind, Nate. All right. And uh, rent is due coming up in a couple of days now. Your rent's due, motherfucker. All right. And so the Juco will be Liddy. All right. Going back to here, apparently some people have figured out. I'm not sure if this is accurate or not, but there's a video going viral. Uh, yes, viral, I said. Viral of people looking at Black Target deals, Black Friday deals at Target. But as you can see, it's no different than the previous price, all right? So with people, you know, normies, normies going to Target, oh, this is a deal. Well, Target done figured out how to swindle y'all, and apparently, if you go peel back the, the item and look, they just switched the sign, but not the price. Mm. All right, and somebody's shopping in their pajamas right there, and of course, there's normies gonna normie. Normie's gonna normie. You think you're getting a deal, and you run out there black, oh my goodness, take out this gordita. All right, so yeah, man, that's one of the things that's going on here. I find that to be very interesting. I'm not a Black Friday shopper at all. I stayed in the house the entire Black Friday. But uh, yeah, they definitely got you, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. All right, gotcha, bitch asses. Uh, you consumers, you parasites. But you keep the economy going. We need the economy going at all times, so I can't be mad at you consumer-ass parasites. All right, but uh, you deserve every bit of this right there. <laughs> all right. Uh, but a lot of people don't know all of this, man. And straight jacket. You got got. You know what I mean? Listen. Gotcha, bitch. Yeah, man. Sometimes it happens to a lot of people out here, and that's the doom and gloom effect. We here to tell you what's going on. Well, according to these people, though, uh, 
it's not all good. And uh, these Millie Mouth muskrats love to get on the internet and cry. But of course, let's hear her. This mom of two kids can't hold back tears while talking about her bills, despite she and her husband making good money. We both have good jobs. I'm a nurse. I'm a registered nurse. I work full time. He works full time. We just got paid this past Friday, right? We paid the mortgage. <laughs> Bought some groceries. Put some gas in the car. Okay. Guys, it is Tuesday. And we have like two or three hundred dollars. Oh, she in a, I'm in a bind Um, I don't know if I would fix his that bind, but depends on what you need. You know what I mean? I got a couple of dollars for you if you need to get by to Wednesday. Yeah, that's not much, but to last us until next Friday. We don't live in a big house. We we live in little just little ranch. It's eleven hundred square feet, oh. three bedrooms, one bath, us and our two kids. I make good money. He makes good money. We don't live above our means. Oh. We're, I, I don't know what less than paycheck to paycheck is. What, what is that? Oh, Poverty. As a registered nurse. Yeah, two incomes. With a husband, with a second income. <laughs> Somebody has to do something to change this. I don't know what to do. Oh, look at that face, man. Oh, my goodness. Take a look at that, man. Hey, listen. If you have a wife like this, trust me, this will never be... She'll never solve her problem. She always looks at money like this. And uh, trust me, from experience, it doesn't matter if the economy is good or bad. Ninja, she probably freaks out about money like this all the time. And uh, he probably ain't freaking out because he gets like, hey, man, we got to do what we got to do. And maybe you got to do what you got to do out here. It's barbecue in there. All right, go drop a cup. Drop, go drop your neck. Drop your neck on me. Give me some inspiration. I think she's the primary earner the way it sounds like. She said husband with a second income but uh this is the american way and that's going to lead into a conversation i'm going to have a little bit later uh but uh you also have these young women out here apparently in the uk or london it ain't no different out here it says you're living in london and you're in your 20s out here all right let's see oh, i can't play it all right so here we go right here you're in london in your 20s oh man that looks like she in the bind Man, accounts overdue, missed your payment. Okay, all right, tuna fish time right here. I'm in a bind, Nate. Yeah, they out here. Okay, it's time to play the lottery. Okay, man, I'm telling you, man, boy, it's going around out here, man. It's tough out here for people. I tell you, man, account, okay, outstanding balances. Okay, she eating. Oh, boy, I tell you. Your rent's due, motherfucker. You know, I'm sure her teeth are messed up. Oh, lottery time, Ninja. Okay, no husband? Not time to get a husband, huh? Nope, no. All right, I'll tell you. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. All right. I am sexy. Uh, one of the things we're going to have to do here, I know if you're new to my show, you haven't heard me cover this, is that we're going to be at our wits end with women trying to live independently. All right, they can't afford to live. They can't. They can't afford it. So what are we going to do? We're going to put everybody in a bind. All right, and I know now men can't afford it, but we did too much to push women to the forefront, into jobs. Now they're working slaves. They can't get out of it. They have pride in it. They want to report to it. Oh, my boss, my boss. All right. But then they, you're not the boss at the house. All right. But you're making this thing float. I think we're in for a rude awakening. Here you go right here. Speaking of, they're not just going to make you guys live up to uh, push to be better. They're just going to make you have less. All right. And own less. Um, the house builder, Lennar or Lennar, um, spearheading new affordable homes. With 350 square feet, $100,000 builds. 
So this is in San Antonio, Texas here. Shout out to Lenar. Lenar. All right, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So now, you can't afford a normal house. House 350 square feet for you right now. New, 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 new world. 100K for 300. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I got to give you the. I got to. Oh, the humanity. Oh, my goodness. What did I tell you about this? They're pushing forward. Everybody's just going to live in a small box. All right, you heard me say that, right? You heard me say that these apartment buildings are basically just small boxes that they put you in. How's 350 square feet for you? Are you going to own 300? How you, bruh, like, what are we doing here? All right, we going backwards. So instead of making everybody do better, how, how's the 350 square foot box? All right. Ninja, that is a goddamn. <laughs> Somebody said cartel graveyards are better. This is a this is a damn graveyard, man. What an Come on, man. We cannot this is not right. This is not right. But listen, man, I'm a little bit I'm 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 one to say toxic. I wanted to say hustle culture is not toxic. But when I see shit like that, I think that's toxic. I'd rather hustle. <laughs> I'd rather hustle. Last one. Uh if you wanted to know who was in control, well, CBDC will tell you over in Europe, they're going to tell you why CBDC. You're introducing the electronic euro, as I know. Yeah. So yeah. How, can I, um, how can switching to an electronic currency help? Now we have in Europe this threshold above 1,000 euros, you cannot pay cash. New, new, if you do, you're on the gray market. So you take mm -hmm. your risk. You get caught you are fined or you go in jail. But, you know, the, the, the digital euro is going to have a limited amount of control. Oh. There will be control. You're right. Oh, that new, 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 new world. Uh, there will be control. Did she say go to jail? Over what? Like, what are we going to jail for? Straight jail. All right, this is headed to America. I hope you guys know. But there'll be limited control. Mm. Okay. You're completely right. We are considering whether for very small amounts, you know, anything that is around 300, 400 euros, we could have a mechanism where there is zero control. Oh. But that could be dangerous. The terrorist attacks on ah. France uh, back uh, 10 years ago were entirely financed by those very small anonymous credit cards that you can recharge oh. in total anonymity. Oh, I see. New, 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 new. I see it's the terrorists that we got to worry about with small credit card purchases. That's how they get by. Hey, listen, I'm not a person that's in charge of any of those things, but that seems plausible. <laughs> yes, the terrorists with the little Target gift card, they're out here causing a stir. So that means we got to watch everybody. Or if you purchase a little bit more, you go into jail. Ninja. Hey, it's all. That's all, Ninja. But listen, new, 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 you ninjas new, new, will go for it. Ninja, you ninjas will go for it. And that's all of that. And you will call everybody else a conspiracy theorist. Anyway, that is doom and gloom for today. All right, Doom and Gloom CGA, man. Let me get to the alternative apps, and we're going to keep this show going. Holiday Baddest and Straggle with Sniggle Theater coming up. We got brothers over here checking in on the Cash Is app. He says, this is from Arturo. 
He says, thank you for having your content on Apple Podcasts. Shout out to you and uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hit a ninja up with a deal. Shout out to Lyle Pockets, coach. I'm going to start simping if you ain't on YouTube. Uh Uh-oh, that's sad. All right. Sheldon CPR says, take it easy on me. I was a bottom feeder last night. All right, everybody, you know what I mean? All right, how did you feel about yourself? And by the way, how did you feel about yourself when you got that nasty nut? All right, we got to talk about it, man. We got to talk about it and save these young men out here. Shout out to JQ. He says, excuse the feet in the money mindset stream last night. Coach, she was just supposed to be listening. Instead, she tried to pull me away. Oh, oh she tried me to pull me to her. Hmm. What she be doing? Appreciate everything you do. Money Mindset Group is off the chain. Shout out to you, man. And if you missed that last night, shout out to the brothers on Money Mindset. And there might be some sisters and a private investigator over there. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, he had a little action going on in the middle of our stream, all right, in our in our Zoom call. All right, but shout out to you, man. Appreciate you, man. She was like, this is boring. She wanted the, she wanted the drop neck while you was doing your... While we were doing our stream, she wanted to drop neck. All right. No government name BH says, what are your thoughts about Greg Popovich telling Spurs fans to stop booing Kawhi Leonard? Sad. Sad. You know, we, we've we gone. We, we're we sad. We're in a sad time. Let me see if I can find this Instagram post. We're sad of what Coach is doing. I think that was absolutely despicable and disgraceful of Greg Popovich to jump up there and say, um, stop booing Kawhi Leonard, man. This is sports. I paid fifty eleven dollars to come in here and 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 cheer and boo. All right, I can't boo to do that. The free throw line. Well, one thing about Kawhi is that it seems like he's a special case. You know what I mean? The ninja field. He, he's kind of special. So a lot of people. There are some special ed ninjas can't get rights in the uh in the leagues. By the way. All right, there are some can't get rights. So I think, you know what I mean? I think, I think, uh, what is his name? What's, what's the dude's name? Um, Russell Wilson is a can't get right. Okay, where they just ain't all the way there. <laughs> all right, I don't know if I can find this meme. But um, you're like, there's special cases in, the, in sports. Kawhi Leonard is like a special kid. Um, and uh, Russell Wilson is special. You know what I mean? And the coaches do their best to try to protect him. And I think that's what he was doing. And uh, as a result, it came off in a way where he didn't say why Kawhi shouldn't get booed, but Kawhi type type of have a mental breakdown over some shit like that. But why do coaches come to people rescue like that? Hold on for a second. I'm trying to find this meme real quick of what coaches used to be and why. Uh, oh, I did find it. So this is what coaches used to be. But coaches now are bootlickers. All right. Uh, this is what coaches used to be. I want y'all young fellas to pay attention. This is the legendary coach, Tommy Lasorda. Tommy Lasorda is a legendary coach uh, manager for the Dodgers. All right, and uh, I want you to hear how Tommy Lasorda used to handle his business when coaches weren't bootlickers, when coaches actually coached their team and they had control. All right, they could tell people to F off. Listen to this real quick. All right, here we go. I don't give a shit. You feel good. There's four motherfucking hits up there. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit, doggy. Well, I may be wrong, but that's my goddamn job. I'll make the I'll make the fucking decisions here. I'll make the fucking decisions here. Okay. 
All right, so you heard that, right? I don't give a shit. You feel good. There's four motherfucking hits up there. <laughs> Yo, man, hey, man, we grew up in an era where the coaches used to tell it how it is. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'm, this is my motherfucking job. Ninja, you ain't trying to get me fired, you punk motherfucker. I don't care what they pay you out here. I'm going to tell you what it was. Sit your punk ass down. All right, but, you know, these young players today, they would literally be crumbling. They'd be crumbling out here. All right. Uh, don't boo Kawhi. Weird. That's weird. But come on, fam. I'm a fan. He on the other team. Boo. Where we at here? All right. Anyway, shout out to the Italians in the building. Over here. Tommy Lasola said, over here. You sit your ass down, and I'll tell you what it is. Bada bing, bada boom. You gave up four runs over here. Sticking up your nose with the rubber hose. All right. I'll sub you out right now. Tell me. Talk to me again. You're fired. All right. Over there. All right. Take everything to the showers over there. <laughs> all right, anyway. Uh, and then Greg Popovich, don't boo, can't get right. All right. Soft ass ninjas. S A W F T. Soft. All right, anyway. All right, shout out to Trigger Versus. Been gone for a minute, but I'm back to say that the catfish frying, barbecue eating, pig feet sucking, i.e., these mutt shark ninjas are going to be big mad at you today. All right, they're going to be big mad. We got a lot of cases of. Starving ninjas out here. Ninjas be starving. All right, we got some starving ninjas out here. I got some evidence of some very, very starvation, starve-deprived, booty-addicted ninjas. Shout-out to Triggerverse says, I will watch later, but I have a theory that most ninjas can pull if the woman is, number one, old, number two, ran through, number three, or unattractive to their respective race because low-tier ninjas bottom feed all slump-buster women think all ninjas, even top-tier ninjas, will smash and I think you mean smash their wife. They will. Ninjas will smash your wife. Uh, if there's one thing we can do in this world as black men, it's have sex. You know what I mean? Like, even if you can't, you will act like it. All right, shout out to Kaylin says, what's up, coach? It's, I think it's time to ask the question, do women truly deserve monogamy for men? From their hypergamous ways to deny their men sex for any reason, women are truly making it hard for us to be loyal. Welcome to the real world, yeah. And uh, what do we got here? We got our one more, and I'm going to get back to the show. One more, and I'm going to get back to the show. Shout out to who is this in here? No government name coach like you and others. I've overcome a lot of diversity in my life. My friends always encourage me to write a book about the struggles I've overcome. At church on Sunday, my friend encouraged me to write a book. I hit him with all the reasons why I shouldn't. Then I went home and said, you know what? Screw it, and just started writing. I already have the paragraph and the outline. Shout out to you. And paragraph number one, wish me luck. All right, there you go right there. And the best way to write a book is join the money mindset on Sundays. Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. And I broke it down in one of the streams. Best way to write a book. All right, anyway, let's get back to the show. Holiday Madness. Holiday Madness is the segment here. What's going on for the holidays, man? All right, well, episode number one. Uh, did your holiday look like this? Shout out to Long Island memes. Here we go right here. To my parents for Thanksgiving once. I wanted your back. I did everything. Billy didn't want to marry me, though. Billy didn't want to marry me, though. Didn't want to marry me, though. Why? Let's go there. Let's go with the marriage. Why? Why? Somebody else's dick. I, I, oh. Goes Jesus. to my parents for Thanksgiving once. I wanted your back. I did everything. Billy didn't want to marry me, though. Billy didn't want to marry me, though. Didn't want to marry me, though. Why? Let's go with the 
suck somebody else's dick. Oh, he said, oh, my goodness. He said you were sucking on somebody else. Hey, man, what is going on out here with that? Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. You got to love family, man. Family is the best. People be like, it's all about family, and this be their Thanksgiving, all right? Look this Millie Mouth muskrat right here. Goes to my parents for Thanksgiving I once. You. I wanted your back. I did everything. Billy you want to marry me, though. Billy you want to marry me. Oh, uh, boy, that sounds like Long Island for sure. That definitely sounds like Long Island, New York. Lived in Long Island for two years or on Long Island. And, uh, yeah, definitely sounds like Long Island, New York. Well, it happens to everybody. How about this Thanksgiving right here? Thanksgiving is canceled. And uh, let's see what happened to this brother right here. Look, we got we got the dressing. We got the mac and cheese. Oh, there go the turkey. <laughs> yes, the turkey. Okay, okay. All right, my hubby, what piece you want? Um, just a little piece. Oh man, they got a damn music in the background. All right, I'm gonna have to over talk the music so I don't get a copyright. Okay, all right. So the ninja. All right, so the ninja out here cooking. All right. Men make the best cooks anyway. And then just women be like, I don't want to cook. Well, you can't cook anyway. All right, but uh, let's see what happens here. All right, she takes it. She takes it to turducken. All right. Uh oh, yard. Uh oh. Oh no! What you mean it's dry? Oh, they sniggling at him. Okay, this won't end well because I know what I would have done. But let's see what happens. Uh oh! Oh no! Don't get emotional. Oh! Oh no, man! Oh, dad didn't. Hey, man, it's all about family. Yeah, dad. Hey, listen, you can't be messing with dad like that. These bitches out here. I would have done the same thing, man. You going to disrespect my food? Oh, shit. Y'all going to eat hot dogs today, man. Y'all eating hot dogs. Hey, man, it happens to everybody. And listen, yeah, dad said, oh, he gone. Okay, dad gone up out of here. All right. He done for the day. You know what I mean? He done for the day. You better tell him it's good. Ninja, you be hurting daddy's feelings out here. All right, we got another one here. Uh, this is definitely going to be a shorter meme, but we're going to take you to Holiday Madness. It says, being in the middle of a divorce on Thanksgiving is elite dark humor. All right, so what do you see here? You see a suburban house. You see a great microwave oven convection oven you got the whole little thing they got every appliance they got the house remodeled they got the house decorated but they're going through a divorce is it even thanksgiving without a little drama family is everything nice refrigerator but they're going through a divorce and guys i've been here i've been here man boy this is a very very un and they're decorated for christmas did i add all right and of course i wonder who paid for the house well, this ninja ain't going to be living in the house. And there they go. They're going to fake their way through Christmas and Thanksgiving. All the while going through a divorce and splitting up their assets. Guys, if you didn't know, this is very, very common. And uh, to show you that is very, very common. In fact, January and March are the peak divorce season. So a lot of people right now that are married, they're going to be exploring a divorce come the end of the holidays. And new year, new chapter. A lot of these marriages that are fronting 
You think they're happy you're going to be blindsided when you find out after all the holiday spending, after the holiday trips, vacation, after all the Thanksgiving, after all of the holiday madness, women mostly are going to explore divorce. So January tends to be peak um, divorce inquiry season. So they're inquiring. They're starting to talk to attorneys with March heading post-holiday once these credit card payments start to pile up and these pay now, pay later start to pile up. You see how I added everything together. Then you're going to see a peak in divorce. And I think January and March of 2024, you're going to see peak. You're going to see news coverage where they're going to tar- start talking about peak divorces. Mm. And I'm like more divorces filed than ever. Right. And where is that going to come from? Is it going to come from the holiday madness is going to come from families like this that are trying to figure it out. And one of the best ways to figure out some of these issues is to divorce. So the woman's going to be like, hey, I'm out of here. Shit ain't going right and I'm stressed out, and all of this shit, it's time to go. So watch out for this CGA Untold, y'all. There's going to be a lot of families that are already pretty much broken up, all right, but they're going to go through a divorce right in front of your face, and you're not going to know it. Oh, they're going to take, by the, by the way, by the way, did you see uh, another common example of this was uh, Tia Tamara, where they're going to get together, and they're going to take the pictures, and everybody's going to be like, oh, it looks like they're doing okay. Uh, but um, at the end of the day, you know, where's my channels here? Where's my channels? Hold on for a second. Oh, here you go. At the end of the day, they're fronting. They're faking. Here it is right there. There's Tia Tamara with her family right here. Now, that doesn't mean they got back together. She says, we going to be all right. And there it is. Um, This is why you can't trust social media. This is why you can't trust social media because people will take pictures for social media, but you cannot get any context. This is why you can't trust all the holidays. Oh, family's everything. But at the end of the day, um, you know, there's some uh, the, the picture is worth a thousand words. And what are the words? By the way, she had her nasty ass feet out out here. She had her feet out. All right. I did check out. But uh, there you go. We going to be all right. I don't think they're back together. But this is an example of. Yeah. You know what I mean? People be out here fronting. Fronting for the gram. All right. Fronting for the gram. Anyway, straggle and sniggle theater. Let's go. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky, come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater is back. All right, let's get that tab down right there. Straggle and Sniggle Theater, we got right here some great episodes of some funny things that have happened on social media. And we're going to start right here. Uh, this is what happens when you're a sugar daddy and you get a boat. All right, but sometimes you got to let your wife ride the boat, too. So let's see what happens to this guy right here. All right, he's letting his wife drive the boat. And as you can see, they're in the harbor. And it doesn't look like she's going to drive. Uh-oh, take a look at this. All right, that looks like a wipeout. These are some very expensive vessels here. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take the volume off. And uh, wife is going to get it straight. I want to drive the boat sometime, too. They got their little retirement boat. They're in between all the fancy yachts. He don't have his sugar babies up, and the wife is zooted and booted, kicking it with the low. She's about to drive into another boat, and they're like, oh, my goodness. Oh, the humanity. All right, no, you can't drive the damn boat. Oh, my goodness, baby. Get it together, man. Get this girl off the wheel. She backing up. Oh, my goodness. This is your first time. All right, in the deep blue seat. All right, here we go right there. Oh, no. She about to go again? Oh, she about to crash into it again. Hey, man. Kick her ass. Uh-oh, she gassing it. Oh, man, he did. Maybe she trying to delete him. Oh, man, this is crazy, man. This is... Oh, the humanity. I want to drive the boat, too. 
All right, I want to drive the boat too, man. Why don't you kick her off the wheel? Get off the wheel. All right, my sugar babies can drive better than this. Stragwood Sniggle Theater. Apparently, there's a group of people in Marshalls stealing purses. All right, here we go. Oh, look at these strags. Oh, young straggles. Look at these young straggles. I mean, you've been watching the wrong thing. Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. All right. Why are we still in bags in Marshalls? Look at these young nappy-headed hoes. Who? Yeah, nappy-headed hoes. No bonnets. They ain't even. Br- why are you still in Marshall bags? That's what I don't get. These girls right here ain't got nothing going on. You got a little chicken-built little one right there. And a little top tail Alicia. And so I was saying, Waterman Alicia. What are we doing? Why are we? Maybe they practicing to get a part of the gang. You know what I mean? The gang was like, all right, before you get the luxury items, start at Marshall's. You know, Marshall's. Marshall bags. I mean, I don't know, man. What's in there, coach? I don't know what's in Marshall's. I can't imagine anything, not anything worth anything. Right? But I don't know why you would start there. But maybe they practicing for the big stuff. I think they practicing for the big stuff. All right, let me take a gulp here. Them young shrags don't have a chance. All right, so anyway, Strag wants to go theater presses on. A man wins the lottery. Is this Detroit? Oh, man. Detroit, Michigan, stand up. Man hits lottery for 30K, but he bought a chain for $20,000 and had it snatched off his neck. All right, this should be interesting here. Let's roll the film. I hit the lottery. Jamal won $30,000 on the Michigan lottery, bought himself a $20,000 necklace. You see, he's wearing it there. He's heard of people getting robbed for their jewelry. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. So I was just like, just looking around, making sure nobody ain't trying to get my chain, but. But they did get his chain. Uh-oh. He walks out the store. Oh, no. The suspects were oh. waiting. So I ran back and tried to get back into the gas station. Oh, had- oh no. Look, his pants is falling down. He like, yep, yep. Grab me. Tap oh, me. mama got a walker. Me down. Oh, no. A particularly vicious attack. Oh, Punching no. him, kicking him, this getting him disgrace. to the ground. Oh. Ripping off. Oh, they got gold. it. They got the chain. Sniggles is running. What they running, man? Detroit is wow. Detroit. They took off running and jumped in their car and took off down Warren. The gas station owner says he recognized that tall guy in that black top. A few months back, he was in the store. There he is in the white hoodie this time. And his MO was exactly the same. Oh, Scope no. out somebody with some jewels. Here, this man walking towards the store. Grabs his necklace. Snatch. And runs away. Oh. I hit the lottery. Oh, my ninja. <laughs> Can't get right. This ninja said, I hit the lottery. Uh-oh. You hit the lottery? All right, he won 30K. And the first thing you bought was a $20,000 necklace. This ninja. The first, first of all, whoever you, I don't know what the necklace looks like, but you got robbed on that before you got robbed for the necklace. There's no way you bought a 20K gold chain. All right. 20, not not $20,000. Who did you buy it from? Did you buy it from that? Well, I can't say it, but. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right. So what is that pawn shop in Detroit? They used to have a reality show. You know, I can't say it. But um, anyway, you must have bought it from that Detroit pawn shop. I can't remember what they used to call it. First of all, then you you spent 20, you spent 30K not getting out of the hood, but you dressed like a hood prisoner 
You dress like a prisoner. You got a prisoner cap on. You got the stripes on with the stripe ass shirt on. You hit the lottery. <laughs> wow. Pawn stars is no hardcore pawn was the one hardcore pawn. All right, you know who runs that show. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't. Yeah, Goldberg say and them, Goldberg and them. You know who runs that show. I think it's Hardcore Pond. It's that one dude. He got this hair slicked back in a ponytail. You know who I'm talking about. All right, uh, he's dressed like a referee. You dress like a prisoner, and then you surprise. You You didn't even get out the hood. $30,000, get out the hood. Don't stay in the hood with 20K. Yeah, and hitting the lottery for 30K is questionable. All right, it's questionable out here. Straight jacket. All right, anyway, and he look, man, brothers, brothers. Hey, man, I'm here to help, man. I'm here to help y'all. Y'all got to get out the hood. Ninja, you had a chance with 30K. You could have left the whole hood behind, but you bought a chain and it got snatched. So, wow. <laughs> oh, man. Wowzers. All right, uh, we, got, uh, we have a young straggle herself. Uh, if you know, one thing about men, one thing about men, take a look at this one here. Where's her eyebrows? But one thing about men is that for some reason, we think all women are the same. Now, they kind of act with the same hardware and software. But you guys all think women are monogamous. You guys think all women want to be loyal. You think you want all women, like women don't enjoy sex. Women aren't supposed to enjoy sex. Like your sex is so whack. She's supposed to enjoy it. Right, and you're like, she's supposed to be loyal to my pain, right? She's supposed to be loyal. Well, what's what you don't understand is women are debaucherous. Women are non-monogamous too. Women have a high interest in being skeezers out here. Now, you're not all of them, but they have an interest in it. And even when they're with you, they want to do debaucherous things. They be doing orgies and trying. But y'all think women are gonna be loyal, and this is goat. This is goofy behavior. Now, when women are young, they like the bad boys. And then they flip the script at some point. This is all stuff that we talked about. This is nothing new. But part of the problem with men today is that you think all women are monogamous and faithful and loyal and not nasty. They're nasty out here. They nasty. Right? They like to be degraded to an extent. This is why you see them doing all these things in 30 years later. Oh, my God, I got taken advantage of. I got groomed. I got degraded. And they don't take accountability because it's never their fault. And they would just be out here. Phone. Yeah. It's always Jermaine All right. Phone. And so here we go right here. This is another example of another young woman who likes to be degraded. And, um, they're, and don't tell me because she's dressed like this. Trust me, there's some girls in your accounting office that do these things. Let's continue. Name and occupation? I'm Sydney. Uh, I'm a student. I'm unemployed. What's the most freakiest thing you've ever done? Uh, probably drinking a guy's piss. Oh. Send it. Yeah, man, there's some girls out here with some issues, man. Some daddy issues. They, 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 like when you see them, they kind of reaching out for help. Yeah, drink. Yeah, that's what she said, Ninja. Hey, man, I'm just telling you right here. I'm just saying, where, where is it? Oh, the humanity. Sorry, shout out to the headphone people right there. Yeah, uh, the, the most great. And this girl, this is somebody's daughter. This woman barely 18, fam. I mean, if she is 18 at all. I mean, she looks very, fairly, fairly young. All right, but uh, never think that they ain't out here doing no crazy shit out here, man. 
Hey, trust me, I've been around white suburban women. They be doing some crazy shit. All right, here we go. Your name and occupation? I'm Sydney. Uh, I'm a student. I'm unemployed. What's the most freakiest thing you've ever done? Uh, probably drinking a guy's piss. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the humanity. Yeah, man. Um, you know, dead on the inside. Yeah. Look at the eyes. Look at the irises. You know what I mean? This woman gone, gone. She sent it, then just she gone out here. Airhead. What do you call it? Slut babies. Of course, she's going to repackage that peace leave up. When she's about 28, she's going to grow up. And that's you. And you're going to marry her. <laughs> you're going to marry her. What? This is my song for real, no doubt. Oh, my goodness. My Lord. You got to save the children. Help the children out here. Ninja. Whose future wife is that? Uh, Straggle and Sniggle Theater pushes on. And uh, damn, look at this ninja right here. Oh, I think he scoped him something on the Carnival Cruise. Take a look at that piece of tail right there. Oh, the humanity. And uh, this ninja trying to escape his whole wife on the Carnival Cruise, trying to get to that snicker. Uh-oh. Damn, Henry. Henry trying to get to that. And then look at, oh, Nancy ain't having it. Look at Nancy. <laughs> He's seen him something. He's seen him something. Oh, uh, get your ass back, she said. Oh, look at her. Oh, my goodness. Look, look. He seen a little something. He like, can I get to that thing over there? He like, let me get to that thing over there. Nancy, old saggy body, body right here. Bag of bones and fat. All right. Oh, he like, look, there goes some young piece of peace lead right there. She 48 years old. All right, here we go. Joe Biden style. Oh, look, at, he's seen him something. He's seen him a little something, something. He's like, man, I can fix his that bind. I'm in a bind, name. You know how many binds this ninja fixed? <laughs> Hold on, let's take the music down real quick. You know how many binds this ninja fixed on the cruise? He tried to go get a little bit of that thicker than the snicker. He wants some of that mastodon out there. <laughs> He like, she young and fat. I want some gordita. He won his slow Tuesday. Look, she about to fall over. Look at her mean, her mean, nasty face. Look at him. He's smiling. All right, look, let's get this ninja. Showing teeth. Look at him. He happy as hell on the cruise. He like, I can't believe this. We don't have this in Kansas. You're not in Kansas anymore, sir. You're not in Kansas anymore. They got gorditas out here. I got my slow Tuesday lined up. He like, take your ass over there. Go on over there with your old soggy ass. Let me get this. Yeah. He walking over there. He trying to get him a little something, brother. He trying to say, let me at her. Let me at her. <laughs> this ninja. Y'all some nasty boys out here, man. Oh, that's nasty. All right. Y'all some nasty ass boys out here. This ninja excited as hell. <laughs> he got that. All right. He's showing his dentures. This is a disgrace. I'm tired of you ninjas out here. All right, do I have any more straggle and sniggle? Yes, I do. I got a key. I got a queen straggle here. I got two straggles left. Uh, for all the women that say, you need to take me out to something better than Cheesecake Factory. You need to take me to Mastro's, a.k.a. Maestro's. You need to not take us to Red Lobster. You need to take us on a real proper date. Well, this is what happens when you take a straggle to a five-star restaurant. Take it from here. Oh, Stragnesha. Oh, you want me to, this says right here, she said don't. She don't eat at Cheesecake Factory, so I took her to a five-star restaurant, and she did this. Oh, look at this. Are you eating the lobster tail with the shell on it? Oh, not the salmon. Look at these straggles. 
They deserve less. They don't deserve shit. Look at her. What? What's the problem? Oh, my goodness. These people are so... Oh, she got... Look at this. This is a, this is great. Oh, look at this. She brought her... I bet you that's her own bottle of water she brought in. Yes. These bitches don't deserve no damn five-star restaurant. They low-class scavenger straggle human being. Oh, now she picking her. Oh, this is a disgrace. Mm. I mean, she need to be out here. Hey, yo, chill, uh, Hey, yo. And look at that outfit. She don't deserve to be at Maestro. She got no class. And she probably burping and belching. You going to eat that? Oh, not you eating off my plate. Oh, oh, look at this, man. They want to go to five-star restaurant. Oh, look at this. Oh, disgusting. What a disgusting human being. I wouldn't even be caught dead, not even on my worst day, will I ever be caught dead in public or alive in public with a straggle like this. All right, this is definitely a bottom feeder. No, class means something, at least. Look at this. Oh, look at, not the, oh, this is, this is crazy. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Listen, I know everybody, this is a skit. Everybody knows this, but it's just, please. There's people like this. Trust me. Uh, she doesn't even know what she's doing here. Look at this. Oh, not the pasta. Oh, man. This is terrible, man. Look, some people can't be caught out in public with you. What's the problem? What's the problem? Yes. All right. And she's going to order all of this. This is a disgrace. Y'all just need to, y'all need to level up. She don't need to deserve to go to no good place. She don't need to deserve to go to no good place. All right. That's Dragon One Sniggle Theater. Here we go. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick. You can get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right, we back in here. Let me check on this. Do me a favor, hit the like button. We got 2,200 people in here on the main channel, and we're lacking on lights. We're lacking on lights. You're slacking on your pimping. Let me get to some super chats in the next segment. How women get by in life. This should be a good one. Jeff, the producer says, smash the like button. Coach Gang Yang, Becca Gang, and the free agent lifestyle is for life. Shout out to y'all. Midwest Finest, a segment on TV dads would be, ooh, a good, um, a good, it would be good. It would be good. <laughs> A segment on TV dads would be good, especially sitcoms. The archetype, I believe, makes for a good case study. I believe so. Actually, let me write that down. Let me write that down. That's a good one. Let me add it. That's a good one. TV dads. Ninja's going to steal it, too. I'm telling you, man. They watching me right now. TV dads. That'd be a good one. Shout out to Bill Cosby. All right, that ninja. That ninja had everybody fooled. Bill Cosby. <laughs> uh, but the TV dads definitely evolved, you know, for from 70s to the 80s for people who remember, and then uh, all of that. So that'd be a good one. I should break that down. Thank you for that one. Him says, uh, she said her name was Megan. I said, you Kaylee tonight. Uh-oh, shout out to you. All right, you said, my name is Megan. Oh, baby, you Kaylee tonight. Tell me. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always know it fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cut. Man, if you know, wait, if you know Kaylee's, you know that to be true. All right, shout out to the Kaylee's set. Hey, Aaron is in the building. Good morning, CGA. Thank you very much. Justin O says the Broncos on a five-game winning streak. Sierra must have moved out. Russell Wilson, Mr. AKA, AKA Mr. Can't Get Right, got it right. I don't know what they did over there in Denver, 
but they're beating everybody. Top contenders right now peaking. JC says that that lottery ninja had side braids under that hat. Crazy, huh? Facevac says a lot of so-called mothers train their daughters to be bad, to have bad traits because the mother don't want the daughter to get a man that can't they can't qualify for. Sorry, reading with CGA. The do- the mother doesn't want the daughter to get men that they can't qualify for. Mm. Yeah, I think overwhelmingly, I know people won't admit this, but especially in low economic areas, mothers do sabotage their daughters. I believe in women. Part of female nature is to sabotage women. Right? It is. Right? At first, they were there to, um, I guess, you know, do the order of the the patriarchy. Because women are supposed to be the the people who keep other women in check. But women will destroy their lives and and advise women to do the same. It's kind of awkward. I mean, it's kind of weird, especially daughters from low economic areas, right? A mother will tell their daughters to have multiple babies before they're 18 to get on welfare. This is very low economic, but this is very common in the Midwest, Chicago, Milwaukee, Indianapolis, right? It still goes on, welfare scams. And the daughter will be 16, two babies, different daddies. And they'll be living up under the same roof. Um, That's an example of the sabotage. Another sabotage would be um, the, the daughter would be a teenager, a teenager, or they will be a young child. She'll bring a man into the house that is, um, you know, they're, they're in a relationship with the mom. The man's in a relationship with the mom, but then the daughter starts to develop into a young woman. She's a young girl, and uh, the, the dad was around the girl when maybe the young girl, the daughter was six or eight. Then as the daughter starts to develop, the mother will feel competition from the daughter and uh, guys I've played clips of this where mothers and daughters be going at each other because the mother thought the daughter was flirting with the stepfather that is another common one where where the mother will and will will sabotage the daughter in that way maybe tell her to get pregnant or get up out of the house or these type of things and the mother will feel competition from the daughter and there might be legit competition so that might be a situation where that man is is not a blood relative, but is you know maybe he has a relationship with the daughter that is close, but it was fine when the daughter was six and eight, but now the daughter want to cuddle up under that man, and the mother's like, hold up, girl, you 16. You can't just cuddle up under him like that. Well, he's been a stepdad for a long time and quite comfortable with each other, but yeah, oh, man, you got to watch out for those scenarios. Got to watch out for those scenarios. That Those things happen. And then, in essence, she'll get out of my house, <laughs> right? Get out. And then put the daughter out or the daughter will have to live with the grandmother or something like that away from that man. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Or the daughter's friend. Or, or they'll become codependent with the daughter, which I think is equally a sabotage. Like the mother will try to live by virtue or, uh, with the daughter. Like uh, the daughter, you're my best friend. Man, you should not be a best friend with your daughter. <laughs> right you should not be best friend with your daughter y'all going out to bars and nightclubs as skanks former skank and developing your daughter into a skank right this, this is sad or the the mother will be codependent with the daughter meaning sabotage the daughter into doing less this is happening in a lot of hoods a lot of neighborhoods right um where where the daughter can have a chance in the future and the future is going to outshine the mother the mother's just a plugged in lemming normie with the normie-ass job, 
and the daughter has her whole life ahead of her, but the daughter will act sad. I mean, the, the mother will act sad. Well, I'm just so sad, and you're sad too. Aren't you sad? Throw the daughter all in therapy. You're sad too, and I'm sad. And they'll trauma bond over some shit, maybe the dad, and uh, they'll be codependent to the daughter. They'll either be friends and buddies and go out and party, and I can't tell who the daughter is and who the mama is, pictures, and or they'll sabotage by being codependent and trauma bonding. Yeah, it's, dude, it's really sad. These baby mama terrorists are out of control. All right, but only I can tell you. I can, only I can tell you this because the pseudo, the pseudo uh, psychology area won't tell you this. They won't tell you. All right, and they'll let these kids be swallowed up under the loser mom. Uh, but it's sad. All right, you guys got to get your kids going. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. All right, uh, what are we doing here? Did I get everybody? Did it, did I get everybody? Wiz G, if men want to enable female metaphiles saying where they were. Wait, hold on for a second. <laughs> it's Monday. It's Monday, y'all. It's Monday. Give me a break, y'all. And I'm trying to read Super Chats. If men want to enable female metaphiles saying where they win, what? Wait, where they win? I, oh, that's why it was messed up. All right. Everybody sees it on the Notorious channel. I wasn't tripping. I wasn't tripping. It's right there. All right. There's a, there's a typo in there. All right. Hold on for a second. Give me, give me a second here. <laughs> There's a typo. That's why I didn't understand it. Hold on. Let me read it slowly here. All right. I got it now. Because there's a word missing here. There's a very good word. All right. Listen. Look at it. If you don't see it, you're not on the Notorious channel. I can see the typo. Everybody can see the typo. Right there. You see that? All right. Anyway, let me get back to it. So now you got me reading non Come on, man. Help me out. <laughs> All right. Here we go. It says, if men want to enable female metaphiles saying, where were they? The word was missing. Where were they when I was in high school or these kids are soft? Don't cry about the double standards. There you go right there. And please punctuation. Right? I'm telling you, there was a missing word. It wasn't making sense as I was reading it. But he was talking about people enabling female uh, teachers and stuff like that. Talking about where were they in high school? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Yeah, I had to buy a word and a vowel. I was like, what? All right, but look, what do you think about this? I should put up a poll. The poll, well, press a one in the chat. This this is a tough conversation, a a tough conversation because a lot of young men at an early age are hypersexual. Everybody knows this. But people don't look at male assault victims, underage victims the same as female underage victims. We are all family here. Press a one in the chat if you believe that a young man that is 16 that has a relationship with an adult woman. Press a one in the chat if you believe that male is a victim. Press a one in the chat if you think that that male is a victim. He's 16. And we're seeing younger, younger victims. We're seeing like 12 and all of this stuff. But he's 16 years old. And the woman is 26. Do you see that young man as a victim? Press a one in the chat if you believe him 
to be in a, a victim and she, he should be thrown in jail. Because there's a lot of people, press a two, press a two if you don't think he's a victim. Press two in the chat if you do not think he's a victim. This is a tough conversation because then you're seeing a double standard here because a lot of people believe him to be a victim. Some people believe he's lucky. Oh, I wish my teacher would have done that. Press a two in the chat if you believe he's lucky. If you think he's getting the better part of the deal. Like she's, she's flooding him with sex. Right? A lot of people believe that. No, he's, this, is, this is fine. It's an interesting world because even amongst men, even amongst, no, under, no, he's 16. He's 16. Even amongst men, there's a double standard to where if that, that male, young male, the young male was a woman at 16 and there's a 26-year-old teacher, they would certainly look at her as the victim. All right, so now even amongst men, there is a, not a split. It looks like it's more 80-20. 80% believe that young man to be the victim. Number two, the two, it looks like 20, 25% of men saying, hey, man, he got the best of the deal. All right, who thinks? I mean, because most 16-year-old men, young men, is getting a pudusi from anywhere, anywhere. I mean, young, old, they get it from anywhere. So it's a tough, tough conversation. Tough conversation. Um, it's prob- I don't think it's the best scenario if you had a young boy and you find out he was smacking his teacher down, his young teacher, what would you do? High five him? Or would you be like, yo, you took advantage of my son? Hard, hard situation. And how can you expect uh, other people to believe him to be a victim when men themselves, there's a small percentage of men, but there's men that believe, no, he's not a victim. He getting good. It's good. The average woman cannot overpower a 16-year-old male. All right, so that, that's where the victim, here's my thing on it. I'm I, just thinking of it from this position. I think there's some usury going on, meaning that I think what Maury's saying is you're saying that if it's a woman, he's overpowering her, he's taking it from her. I don't, I don't think that would be normally the case in these situations. I think there's an infatuation, and the adult male teacher can't handle it, and he crosses the line into illegal activity. That's what normally happens. There's an infatuation. The woman's, if you guys don't know, if you've never worked in education, women, there are some women, young women that get infatuated with the male teacher. Sometimes it's a male authority figure. Sometimes it's a male that's different from the father or an absent father. And I've been in situations where that college and high school, they do get infatuated with you. And what happens is if you don't have discipline, you will cross the line when that infatuation exists because it will feel good. They're, you're a celebrity in their small world. So it's really not an overpowering situation. It's a, an adult male basically crossing the line where he should not. And uh, he's seeing an infatuation, and it might be more infatuation than he's ever seen. And women his age don't give him that, and he, he crosses the line. So it's not an overpowering situation. On the female side, when the female's the adult, what it is is she's taking advantage of his horniness. Okay, she's taking advantage of his horniness. So it's, a, it's, a, it's the same thing, right? You're taking advantage of the woman being infatuated by your celebrity in her small world. It's never really like overpowering. You took control of the situation. And the female adult is taking advantage of the young boy's ability to want to fornicate with just about anything. 
It's wrong on both sides. So both, I think there's victimhood on both sides if we understand it that it's, it's not a forced situation, right? Now, if they forced, obviously it's a victim. But I think people are taking advantage and grooming people or taking advantage of the situation of the young person, for sure. Yeah. So I, I say he's a victim of that, where it wasn't an assault, but she basically saw an opportunity and used them. It's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I would love to explore it more, but again, I like to touch on these conversations because a lot of people won't touch it. What they do is to try to escape it and say it's disgusting. That's disgusting. Well, it's disgusting like how? It's disgusting because people are taking advantage of each other. All right. But to say that people aren't attracted, it's kind of weird because that happens. But yeah, it's disgusting that people take advantage of each other for sure. Right. And I've seen it. I've seen it many times in my profession. Whether it be, I actually knew a personal trainer that that happened to, and he had to flee the state. He had to get up out of there, brothers. I remember. I know a, per, a fitness trainer. Um, he was in, uh, he had a good book of business. He had great clientele and he trained this mother and the mother had a teenage daughter. And I think he was having an affair with the mother. And then the mother made him train the daughter who was 16. And this ninja clapped the daughter's cheeks. I was like, oh my God. He had to leave. He had to leave his book of business. They was on his tail and uh, he was about to go to jail. And so for in that situation, I say, I say, don't get involved in that. I actually was very conscious. I trained a lot of young athletes, female and male. I was like, but when I was around young females, it was off limits. I can compartmentalize, turn that shit off. All right. Because I'm like, I ain't going to jail over no shit. <laughs> I ain't going over jail. Uh, it ain't worth it, man. Please, it ain't worth it. Let's get on with the show. Please check your super chat typewriter. All right. Uh, how women get by. All right. Women get by, ladies. Uh, ladies, is this you out here? And that's you. Next segment, how women get by through life. How women get through life. Here it is right here. A uh, young woman here, apparently, uh, on the beach. And uh, take a look at this, guys. This is what guys are figuring out. There's a lot of attractive women in America. There's a lot of attractive women. And, um... But what men find out is this woman's not bad. She has a nice little body. She looks like a nice hairless monkey. But when you find and hear women are like, I can't find a guy and I'm sexually dissatisfied and all of this stuff. It's like weird because you're like, I'll try you. And that's you. But of course, because of the 80-20 rule, they're really don't interested in you. Now, this woman is at the beach. Ladies. Have you ever done anything like this? And that's Let's you. take you to the video. I was just sitting on my tongue. Nobody was around me. Okay, and you were over at the beach? Like, I was, I was near the water. Near the water? Yeah. Okay. What did I do? What did I do? So apparently you were masturbating on the beach. Oh. Oh, the humanity. Who saw that? Uh-oh. A couple people. No, they and didn't. That's, that's not true. Why would they call us? Nobody, nobody was around. It was it an anonymous call. Is yeah. this one of my buddies? Okay, no, one of my buddies. No, it's, it's not one of your buddies. No. It's, it's a family. Okay, look, let me, sh right, let me show you. Oh, no, man. Hey, man. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right, so apparently she's on the beach touching herself. I touch myself. Yeah, that brother's starving. She was going ham with the vibrator in the big Johnson. Pause. 
at the beach. Oh my goodness, what is going on, ladies? Y'all losing y'all mind out here. This is what I used to tell women right here. I tell them all the time. We are here to protect you from this. You don't have to be out here doing a whole prawn scene for your OnlyFans, touching yourself on the beach. Was she recording OnlyFans content? She out here with these fake lips, out here touching herself. It's a family. Okay, look, let me sh uh, let me show you what I did. Wow, please show me. Okay. All right. Is there I anything in the bag? Uh-oh. No. Yes, there is. If I look through it, I mean, if you can open it and... No, no, you cannot. Yes. Oh, you dummy. All right, she don't know her rights. All right, go ahead. She's going to pull out a Johnson, I'm sure, or a vibrator. She at the beach touching herself. I touch myself. I don't I don't really understand what y'all are. We're, we're just here because someone called, and we're this very concerned. Okay, this is really highly offensive to me. Highly I offensive. I got you, and that's why I'm trying to figure it's it out. A, it's my yeah. vibrator, but I just put it in my... Oh. I was sitting on the beach, and I just... Just okay. okay. Do I need? Do I get a ticket? A ticket? She out there vibrating herself at the beach. Mm. Oh my goodness! This is this is terrible, man. Ladies, you guys have gone the way of you guys are de-evolving. Oh, the humanity! There, this is the de-evolution of the American woman out here. Come on, lady. <laughs> so so, you did have a vibrator. Listen, I was sitting on the water like this, and I just put it in there, and it was covered up, and I just had an orgasm. I'm sorry. I was stressed out. I got that... you. Okay. Just hang tight for me. I'm sorry. If you saw me, I was in the okay. water. Okay, so what, if that's, this is anonymous, I'll I mean, if nobody saw them, they wouldn't have called, right? Oh, she going to jail. Please, don't do this to me. Are you serious? Oh. A family saw it. They had kids. Oh. Oh man, you admitting it now? Okay, these girls out here, man, touching they they touching they little clam out here. Oh. <laughs> he was stressed out. She was working out that stress, boy. She need to unbig her back. That's a muscular back walking out here. Uh oh, she gonna get the vibrator. It's a bullet style. Oh, it's like a, she got the bullet vibrator out here. Oh man. Now you going through it. You locking everything. All right, the female cop. Oh, she had the orgasm on the beach, man. I tell you, man, you women are out here foul. You guys are out here foul out here. All right, these perverted women. Come on, man. All that other good mess, so. Yeah. All right. Cool. She said, I touch myself anywhere I want to. And she told on herself that she snitched on herself. What is going on out here? That's why we're here, you know? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to if you're going to do something like that, you know, don't get caught. That's yeah, don't Oh, wait a minute. Copper. Or if you're going to do something like that, uh, don't get caught. Come on, man. What kind of mm -hmm. advice is this? What kind of advice is this, man? That woman's a disgrace to humanity. We live in a puritan society, ma'am. You cannot be out here, man. What happened to the fall of American women out here on the beach touching themselves? All right, with the bullet vibrator, man, take it to the crib. She tried to go to a private beach out here, and she probably done more despicable, disgraceful activity than that. All right, save these women. Whose future wife is that? And that's you. All right, looking like a muskrat out there. All right, how about this, ladies and gentlemen? This should be fun. How women get through life. What do I tell you about women? Uh, first of all, we love the women here. We love the ladies here. Shout out to y'all. You just under my authority. But 
they're kind of frantic. I always tell you, they're kind of frantic -y. They're kind of, you know what I mean? They kind of, uh, they kind of scared, you know what I mean? They be backed into a corner. They kind of high emotional, high strung. You know what I mean? They kind of giggly and they kind of like children with breasts. We love them though. And uh, they kind of get through life and you wonder how they get through life. You're looking at them. In every scenario, they kind of drama, make a mountain out of a molehill. They be panicky. You know, they fighting flight syndrome, be activated. And then all of a sudden, they'll end their day, crash out and burn like a child, you know, like a toddler. And they'll somehow make it through life. You, on the other hand, you got to set out your plan. You got to set out your clothes, iron your shit, set your alarm, be there, don't be late. You can't make excuses. You got to put your work in. You got to have your day planned out. Get your day planner. Have your appointments. Don't be late. Don't leave early. You got to clock in, clock out. And then you do all your shit with discipline. And then you get through life and you're like, I finally made it. You didn't get everything done, but you, you finally made it. Well, I got a perfect video that shows kind of what happens when you're dealing life as a woman. How women get through life. This would be a great segment here. Uh, this is from The Price is Right. And there's Bob Barker, old Barb Barker, old pimpin' Barb Barker right there. And uh, there's a young woman here. She's going to be on the show. This is going to be a great reflection of how women get through life. And if you want to understand women, not love them, if you want to understand women, this is a great way to do it. All right, so let's go ahead and take it to the show. You're going to lose your turn if you don't write. Not 13,000, what? 19,000. All right, write it out now. Finish it off. You used the one twice there. Now, you've used the one here twice. All right, and Bob Barker's an old school man. All right, he gonna call out the mistake. You new ninjas, you new ninjas out here won't call women's mistake out. It's all right, honey, and you'll save them. You'll correct them. Bob Barker's like, you little, you, hey, broad, you used the one twice. All right, again, men follow instructions. Women don't follow instructions. They just constantly need to be told, you know what I mean? Hey, bitch, you messed up, right? And then we'll come and clean their error up, and then we'll fix it behind the scene and let them think they did it right. And they come home, I did it all right. All right, so you see it there. She messed up. All right, common mistake. Here are the five numbers. Using those five numbers, right? Look at her numbers, Ninja. Look at her numbers. Like she do on the game show. She's supposed to choose the numbers. I have to segment this because it's a two-minute clip. What in the hell is the number she got on the page? This is the panicky nature of how women work. They just be flustered, trying to make correction, painting over shit, painting themselves in the corner, and we got to be like, it's okay, hon. What would be, and then she would be like, I guessed it right. Where? Look at, the, look at your numbers on the page, bam. You didn't guess nothing right. You just painted over the numbers. But let's continue here. It's a two-minute clip, so I got to pause. Here we go right here. Write it down. Nine, Thirteen thousand watts. Nineteen thousand oh, watts. Look at this. Nineteen thousand. <laughs> Nineteen thousand two hundred. You've used the one twice. Thousand. Uh, this woman. This woman put eight numbers up there. Okay, nineteen thousand and twenty-one. All right, Bob Barker. Ninth. You've used the one twice, Joy. Look. <laughs> Right down here. What do you want to write? You want to write 19,000? Write it down. Write, write it down. down. Come on. 19,000. Now you have the three, you have the two, and you have the zero left. All right. $320. And 
No. I, oh, man. And here's what happens. I'm just letting you guys know. Because this happens, they get flustered. As you can see, look at the panicky nature. This is, this is all women. And uh, she has to look at the inner voices in her head. She has 50 voices in her head telling her what to do. But, of course, the, the people in the crowd are swaying her opinion. She can't just go off and be like, I think. You know, guys, they can't be like, well, I think. They can't do it. Because other people were shouting at her. She's like, well, their opinion matters more. Let's have a meeting over it. Why don't you write the numbers you think? You're too busy listening to everybody else. And then don't want to take correction. And then when he's trying to correct you, you they panicking. So now she's looking at everybody else. Help me. Help me. But, of course, she's going to win the prize. And she's going to, if she wins the prize. But let's continue here. One more chance. One more chance. 21,000. All right. Now you have the three, the zero, and the nine left. Okay. He, she giving him instructions. Take a look at her right here. Okay, I'm going to do it. Go ahead. Nine, zero. No, you All right, so, all right, wait a minute. Where's my clip at? All right, go ahead. Go, let me get it back here. All right, oh, I can't find my clip. All right, and so this is how, this is how I get through life. I be looking like, and these women, I did it. I won. I'm better than you. They be telling you they beat you without no help. They better than you. They better than you rusty ninjas right here. You ain't no shit ninjas. You ain't on your grind. You are dirty, dusty. And then they come out with a check from Big Daddy government. They sugar daddy. They be paying. They be selling puss. They be out here going on dates and then just paying for it. And then be like, but I did it. We made it. All right, Bob Barker is me on a daily basis. When I see how women go through life sometimes, man, I'll be like, uh, look, hold up. I got to play that clip. The zero and the nine left. $320. And no, one more chance. <laughs> One more chance. 21,000. All right, now you have the three, the zero, and the nine left. Go ahead. Nine, zero. No, you're right. <laughs> that nigga Bob, look at Bob. Look at Bob. <laughs> Bob Barker is me on a daily basis. Bob Barker is me. Bruh, bruh this is me. And she like, I did it. <laughs> Bob Barker is me on a daily basis with these. Bro. <laughs> he like, bitch, oh, you won. I can't believe this. He done with y'all. He done. Yep, they be having what? See, this is what happens. They be on car repo. Tags expired. No insurance. Rent due two months. Cell phone bill about to get turned off. They be out here about to get evicted. They getting sued. Back taxes from the IRS. And <laughs> they be talking ish out here. And then they be out here winning. And I'll be like.
<laughs> Y'all didn't just wait for him to lose. You be like, <laughs> they be, hey, Y'all be waiting for him to lose. You like, they about to lose. They ain't got their child support. Nothing. They be out here winning. <laughs> and you know why, did you? You know why? You know why? They got a punani. People help them out. <laughs> gas on E. They be driving cross state gas on E the whole time. He be like, yo, gas didn't run out. Bob like, I can't take this shit. <laughs> All right, he had to sit on down, man. He was like, not nah, come on down. The ninja had to wait. Where's the volume at? All right, and women be in here. That's how I do it, man. I had to sit on down. Bob was like, let me sit my old ass down. I done been here 80 years with these women, and she bragging. <laughs> right? He said, I can't believe this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yo, it's a cold world out here, man. It's an evil world. Evil world we live in. Bob is done with life, man. Shout out to the ladies out here making it. Shout out to the ladies out here making it. But this is how they get through life. It is what it is, man. Let me check out the alternative apps. Oh, uh, before we do that, I'm going to give you Iman Shumpert and Tiana, Tiana Taylor. Tioma. I can't remember her name. All right. You realize that they just went through a, a divorce recently. Uh, they filed for divorce, but they were pretty much split. And then Tiana, Tiana Taylor came out and said all of the tropes that women use, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, he was abusive and all of these things, right? Yeah. All right, so um, apparently this is a clip from a, a reality show that they were on. And uh, Tiana Taylor said that Iman Shomper was jealous of her success. Remember, he's an NBA champion for the... Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, and he played alongside the New York Knicks as well. And she said he was jealous of her celebrity. Okay, let's continue. Watch, and let me see. This is a short clip. Who's the problem in this relationship? All right, let's play the clip. Fair use. Favor and uh, see what her bottle is. Y'all make the exact same face. Y'all ask for more favors than anybody in this house. And when y'all get asked some, y'all both want to make a face. Wait, excuse me? Y'all are yeah, the most favorites. You her husband. Period. <laughs> Don't try to make my mama kick you out this house. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what reality TV show that's from. It's probably going to get this stream blocked. But I can see where the problem lies. Amon Shumpert, NBA champion. This is what happens when you mess with strags. Um, The daughter is going to be off the rails. She already off the chain. All right. And so... Listen, I don't want to make much about the daughter here, but the daughter definitely playing grown. Um, Y'all grew up in a weird time. Uh, back in the day, we would have got pimp slapped backwards for even opening our, our mouths around grown folks. Y'all really some soft-ass kids today because of this, and I blame it on the parents. Now, what happened here, the kid was asked to do something. The kid made a face, and this is typical of young kids today. They ask, ask, ask for a lot. The minute you ask them to do something... <laughs> Right. And they don't want to do it. And you're like, damn, I just did something for you. And so guess what? He said, I know where you get this from. Both of y'all make the same face. And there it is right there. And that's you. He called it right out. The same attitude face, the same screw face, the same disgusted face. And this is what happens when you deal with straggles. 
And so, huh? What you mean? Huh? The same screw face. I can't stand this face. I can't stand this face. You know, I wonder why Ike Turner went up inside people's head here. If a woman ever makes this face to anything that I do for them, especially if I'm doing for them, Ninja, you out. All right. I don't know why y'all ninjas put up with shit like this. All right. This is complete disrespect. All right. And then the kid comes in. You supposed to do this. You her husband, you bitch ninja. And is this is is this his biological child? I would hope so. I actually I don't even know what to say here. Is he the stepdad? This is what you're supposed to do, bitch ninja. Don't make her kick you out of her house, ninja. Oh, my. What? What? Wait a minute. Is this a, is this, is this a biological child? I, or is this a stepchild? I, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> like, this is bizarre. Ninja said it has to be scripted. Of course, this is reality television. And... Well, look at the bomb. Oh. That's his daughter. That's his daughter. Uh, yeah, ninjas love to get humiliated. Uh, let's get to you. Let's play the clip here. Do me a favor and uh, see what her bottle is. Y'all make the exact same face. Y'all ask for more favors than anybody in this house. And when y'all get asked some, y'all both want to make a face. Wait, excuse me? Y'all yeah, are the most favorites. You her husband. Period. <laughs> Don't turn to make my mama kick you out this house. Oh. The humiliation of men. The humiliation of men. Don't make my mother trying to kick you out of this house. I'm... I'm pretty sure, I don't know what the financial situation is, but I'm pretty sure he contributed to that house in a variety of ways. And still in these shows, in these mindsets, she can kick you out of this house. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad out here, man. Y'all just got it bad. I mean, <laughs> all right, listen, I'm never one for violence, but this is, Y'all ninjas got no pride out here. Absolutely none. Disgraceful. All right. Anyway, let's get back. Let me get to, let me catch you these super chats here. Then we're going to get back to almost close to the main event. Alex Harris says the issue with it being a teacher in either gender gender is abuse of authority. Shout out to the coach gang. First super chat. Shout out to you. Yes, you're absolutely right. In fact, you will find that um, if those people, if the woman was not a teacher, it probably would slide. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Uh, that's the case in the basketball player, uh, Josh Giddy or G'day. Uh, much of these abuse cases are because it's a power position. If it would have happened outside of that, it probably would have slid. Nobody would have said anything. And um, in many cases, even though age of consent might be close, maybe you might be a young teacher and there may be a three-year, four-year age difference, it still don't matter you're a teacher, so they're going to hem you up. It's criminal when it becomes you're an authority figure. All right, so watch out for that, uh, just so you know. Just so you know. But, yeah, if this was a 26-year-old male and a 16-year-old female, and it probably wouldn't happen. Nothing would happen because it's not an Like, unless the parents were hell-bent, unless the daughter's parents or the son's parents were hell-bent on prosecuting the older person, that's what would have to be present. That's the only way it would do something. But you will find also 
in Latino communities in the West Coast, if both people are Latino, you're not going to hear shit. All right, nothing's going to happen. And I've proven that. I've had pretty places where I've proven that on this show. So if they're like, you know, migrant Latino parents or long fifth, sixth generation Latino parents and they live in the barrio and the guy's 26 and she's 16, probably nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen at all. They wouldn't prosecute. Even if people talked about it around the neighborhood, not much will happen. And vice versa would be the same. If the person's not a teacher and it's just some 26-year-old woman and she got here banging some 17-year-old, uh, somebody said the East Coast too, and a woman's a 26 and the woman, the young man's 16 or 17, and somebody was like, hey, nothing would happen. It's just, it's sad. But it, it is what it is. Because there's really nothing to prosecute on. You would just find a person and say, did this happen? And they both say no, and that's the end of it. El barrio, the barrio. All right, shout out to you right here. All right, but uh, anyway, unless a, unless a parent was hell-bent and took the police to that guy's or that woman's house and said, this person, and then the, the daughter or the son was like, yes, I've been a victim, it would have to be a whole bunch of mumbo-jumbo. In fact, people overlook it. People just overlook it. They don't do much about it. I actually showed you a young lady that supposedly went missing, um, a Latino woman, I believe, in near Sacramento. She was a missing child for like three to five years. On a on the side of a milk carton. And she showed up to the police station when she turned 18 and said, Here I am. Nothing happened. You know, you know where she was. <laughs> Listen. You know where she was. They just don't want to say where she was. But she was somewhere with some older man. Probably knocked up twice. But she was kind of probably came from a Spanish Spanish speaking immigrant or type of culture or fifth generation Latino culture where they like. Hey, she probably was 14 or 15, ran off with some dude, older dude, knocked her up twice. He probably was paying the, the, the family off. And she walked in the police station and said, here I am, and then walked out. <laughs> it, nothing happened. I didn't, they just walked out the door. All right, so that happens, that happens a lot here in America for sure. Anyway, all right, uh, Deshaun, ninjas, y'all don't try this, by the way. All right, uh. Deshaun Rose says, good morning, coach. I'm on the road, but as always, I'm tuned in. Thank you, brother. Uh, the Mighty Bull says, looking good, Brooklyn in the house. Looking good, Brooklyn in the house, indeed. All right, the regular dude. The regular dude says, I don't give a damn about CPS or jail. My daughter would have lost a tooth. And the story would have been passed on a how." Not to talk to me and a parent, and not to talk to a parent. Well, that's how it used to be. They just used to back <laughs> pimp black, pimp back hand they kid. I grew up in a time, whether you believe so or not, especially around old boomers. I grew up in a time, actually, I, I grew up in an old, I didn't grow up every day in this church, but an old Kojic church. Anybody know what Kojic is? Kojic is the church of God in Christ. These people are old, kind of, they're their own religious sect. They're pretty extreme on some things and pretty traditional on others. Back in the day, they didn't believe in makeup and, and girls wearing skirts past their knees, but they had a lot of teenage pregnancies in these churches for some reason. 
it comes from a very southern, I guess closest relation would be somewhat Pentecostal, but don't break it down. I don't don't argue me on it. But Kojic. So I would go to these Kojic churches in the 80s, early ages, the early 80s. And if a kid walked up to grown people talking, they would backhand you, the silent generation, yes, the old mothers, Mother Johnson and Mother uh, Mother Tavares and Mother, if you were a kid and grown folks were talking and you walked in between them grown folks and you start talking about anything they was talking about, like you wanted to interject your opinion, you would get hit in the lip, pow, right in the lips, and you your, your lip will wrap around your teeth. You wouldn't even be able to eat hot dogs and ketchup. You wouldn't even be able to eat mustard, salt, nothing for the whole week. <laughs> Forget about it. You ain't eating nothing. All right, you go to, after you get backhanded, they go and make you some french fries and, hot, and ketchup, done. No ketchup for you. You eating straight french fries. <laughs> you could not talk to grown folks. Now, white kids don't know nothing about this. You know, then a lot of white kids didn't grow up like this unless they grew up in the South, Pentecostal, or something like that. A lot of kids be talking back to their parents for a long time. All right, and I'll be like, damn. No chips, no potato chips, no nothing. They would just straight up, if you... Managed to part your lips and said, well, I think, pow. (laughs) And you would not think nothing when grown folks are talking here. You don't talk when grown folks was talking. That was how I remember as a kid. Even women, it don't matter. And this is mostly women will set you straight. The mothers will set you straight. It wouldn't really be the fathers. It'd It'd be the women talking to other women. And you walk up there, and I think, pow. Mm. You wouldn't even get the whole thought out. Click, teeth click together. Right in the throat, they get your ass right in the... (laughs) (laughs) But today, it's different. Kids sound off, all in grown folks' business, all in grown folks' conversation. Well, I think, man, and it's weird as a parent today, because you look over, and you remember you getting popped in the mouth. You couldn't chew no spearmint gum, couldn't eat no certs in church no more, nothing. Nothing with no fire on it. You could even only eat orange Tic Tacs in church for the rest of the day. No peppermint, no nothing, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is how it used to be. So I see these young people today talking shit like, <laughs> do you know what my, what the women in church used to do with us for just opening our damn mouth around them? Sit our ass and they grab you all by the by the arm and pull your arm up and push you over there. Take your ass over there. <laughs> Yo. Man, it was a it's a different time. And people be like, well, that was abuse. And and the, the funny thing is, they this is how far it's gone. Because people will call that abuse, right? I, okay. I'll 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 give you that. But the sad part is. They don't, kids don't even get abused like that. And they call other shit abuse. And you're like, wow. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. Okay, first of all, I can't even pit back. I can't even pit backhand slap you. 
So that's that would be abuse, right? So I ain't even doing that. And then they call other stuff abuse. You're like, <laughs> look at that. I'm like, hold up for a second. Like, wait, are you serious? What that mean? You yelled at me. You told me I was supposed to do something and I didn't do it. And you yelled at me abuse. You're like, okay, I see. I, I never, I never slapped you. So I met you in the middle. Now, now this is all abuse now. And you can't even look. You're like, what do you realize? They used to grab you by your earlobes. Teachers used to hit you with the paddle. Your great granny or your granny used to make you go out and get the switch. Go on out there, boy, and get that switch. Hush your mouth. You used to go out there. All right, go on and get the switch. She going to make us go get the switch. All right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get this big-ass one because, you know, the little one that whip. You be out there testing the switch. You be trying to hit yourself. All right, this will be good right here. This is a big tree branch. It got leaves on it. You come in there. Here you go. You bring her a whole tree branch. Here, hit me with this. You're like grab a whole tree branch, the bark and everything on it. Go ahead. Go ahead, granny. Hit me with that tree bark. Nah, she like, nah, going to get the whip one. You see that one right there? Clean all the leaves, clear, clean them off. All right, pick every one of them off right here. <laughs> you out there. Oh, shit, this is going to be terrible. You handle that little ass switch. She like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> right. But they out here. Oh, you yelled at me. Abuse. And it's like, bro, we saved you. We spared you from real abuse. We got physically assaulted out here. You ain't catching nothing physically. Now you claim him into abuse out here. This is crazy, man. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, we got a long-ass PayPal. Here we go. John says, Coach, you're absolutely correct. My girlfriend is interested in purchasing a new bed set and new couch for a living room. I agree to the idea. Suggested that we save up. However, like many people, she is eager to have it right away. I explained that it's not currently in my budget, so it would be otherwise for us to save the pup, the save for the purchase. She argued with me, but I told her I am committed to staying debt-free, and I won't go back for that. She wanted me to cover the entire cost. I firmly believe that maintaining a debt-free lifestyle is the best approach. And I'm actively working towards saving and paying off my mortgage. Hey, man, get rid of that bitch. All right, get rid of her, man. Get rid of her, fam. Get rid of her now. All right, anyway, she's a debt demon. Get rid of that woman. Y'all out here trying to support these women, man. These women don't care about no debt-free life. Any women in here today? How many of y'all got uh, no debt? Caitlin says, Coach, after watching your stream on the five male archetypes, would you say that a man who is a combination of Chad or a gentleman would be most desirable for women? Mm, could be. There's not enough of them to go around. Could be. It just depends on what part of life she's in. It depends. And I will talk about that next, as a matter of fact. It depends. No government name. Good morning, Coach. Since you don't bring the JUCO around family, do you roll solo to the cookouts? If so, do they still ask you about relationships? Well, they don't because I'm very open about my no relationships. So, but I don't bring JUCOs around the family. JUCOs stay at the JUCO. <laughs> JUCOs stay at the JUCO. They just check in, check out. All right, bringing them around family is a no-go unless, unless she fits that role. I mean, that's a very big if. But uh, my family don't ask me about no marriage shit because they already know. I didn't air out all of my thoughts about it. They know I ain't never getting married again. All right, Kevin Sullivan said, what's up, coach? When you get a when you get a chance 
search the video of the internet uh, on the grandma whooping the kids that were sniggling while Unc was blessing the Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> Yo, I had an old granny. Like today's grandmas, like my, my, I have, I have two grandmas, you know, everybody has two grandmas. I had a grandmother on my father's side, grandmother on my mother's side, which most people commonly do. My grandmother on my mother's side, we have a young family. So we're all young. And my grandmother is now, uh, I think 83 or 84 and she's still kicking it. She's still alive and kicking. She, she beat COVID in three days, right? She, uh, she's an iron woman. She iron woman. She ain't going down without no fight, right? She kicked COVID's ass. And she was the first one in my family to catch COVID. And it was like right when COVID started hitting America and they didn't know what to do with it, then put your ass on the machine. My grandmother kicked it in three days. That's why I wasn't scared of COVID. All right. So anyway, I was like, if she beat it, I'm good. So my, we're, my grandmother on my mother's side, we're all young. My grandmother on my father's side, well, my, I think my father was the, one of the youngest children. So his, his mother was old. And she died a long time ago. I want to say she'd been dead for like 25, 30 years. All right. So I knew her only when I was a minor, when I was very young. She was an old school grandma. She was the whip you with the switch. Right. And I think she probably was like 50 back then. She probably was 50, but she operated like an old lady. Like today's grandmas be 50 and be out here. I still got it. 50 and fabulous. That was not my grandmother back my, on my father's side. That was not her. She already was an old lady. She was already celebrated in church. Mother B. Hey, come on, Mother B. She had the stockings and all that with the old shoes. She probably was 50. She might have been 60. <laughs> she might have been 60. So like this was in, uh, I think she might have died in the 90s. This was in the 80s when I was around her. She was like an old lady. But people are built different, man. People are built different today. People be out here 50, surviving 50s and 60s, being out here trying to be sexy and shit. It's wild as hell. <laughs> right? She was a granny. She had the wigs and all. She was a granny. She was a grandmother. <laughs> today, they ain't got no grandmother. They got grand hoes out here. They just got mamas, mama 304s, and grand hoes. And she didn't put up with, like, I never seen her smile. She didn't put up with no shit. <laughs> like, I don't ever remember her smiling. There's a picture of me when I'm on her, sitting on her lap, me and my oldest cousin. And um, we just chilling. I ain't never seen that woman smile, and not even in the picture. Like, all the pictures I've seen, she was like a serious, she was serious about life. <laughs> All right, Mother Jenkins type. And um, old people back in the day, y'all youngins don't know. Old people back in the day went through some shit. They went through some shit. They wasn't out here partying, having a party. They wasn't out here partying. They partied a little bit, and they got serious in life. And life was hard for all old people. So young dudes today, if you look back at old pictures of men, them ninjas don't look happy at all. Them ninjas ain't sniggling, smiling. Like, hold on, let me show y'all. <laughs> let me show y'all. Let me show y'all an example. Because you new booty ninjas out here. Y'all ninjas be on your tippy toes. Y'all be sashaying on TikTok. Just smiling. Back in the day, dads would be 26 with five kids. <laughs> hold on for a second. Let me pull it up. 26 with five kids. And uh, let me show you what they look like. 
Let me see what y'all, what, what they look like. Not a smile to be seen. Let me see something right quick. Let me see if I can get a good picture. All right. Oh, that ain't going to make me get a good picture. All right, here we go. <laughs> and this is what they look like right here. This is what, this what old man look like. And this ninja was like 36. They woke up like this. Damn, I'm going to have to go to work at the plant. They came back from war, 18 to 22, went to war, fought, came back, got hooked on heroin, had two kids, two different families in Cleveland, <laughs> and eight kids, child support, the police after them, <laughs> no health insurance, and this how they woke up, and this how they went to sleep. In between all that, <laughs> he said, wasn't shit funny. That wasn't shit funny. In fact, if y'all was over there sniggling, <laughs> he look over at you like, and you would just stop sniggling. <laughs> what y'all think funny? Y'all think shit funny out here? <laughs> y'all think shit funny out here? Ain't shit funny out here, y'all little... Now our ass is out here. Gonna have to go out here and learn. Ain't shit funny. Mm. <laughs> he woke up pissed. He woke up pissed. That ninja probably served prison time and all that. Came out and was still trying to make it through life. Ain't smile one time. <laughs> Ain't smile once. You couldn't catch that ninja with a smile. He boned chicks looking just like that. All right, anyway, back in the day, y'all just don't know nothing out here about shit. All right, hold up. We'll, we'll show you the white version of this right here. We'll show you the white person. We'll show you the white person uh, version of this shit right here. Hold on for a second. Because white folks was like this too. They grew up like that. <laughs> right here. There it is right there. <laughs> Ain't shit funny. <laughs> they just woke up mad. All right, they've been working I'm talking about laborious jobs, labor jobs, labor jobs. They work with their hands and feet. They put in rivets in aircrafts since they were 16, 17, 18. Work day and night. No nine to five, no nothing. Woke up with the bed. <laughs> this is how old people used to look. And you like, why don't y'all get up? And, and they died at 52. And they were old. This ninja like 52. All right. And was disabled on disability. <laughs> this ninja. They still wore their slacks. They church socks on Saturday and Sunday. Mm. Yep. Talking about hustle culture. This, these are ninjas you would say hustle culture is toxic. They be looking at your ass like what? Mm. Hustle culture is toxic. 52 years old. Done. Just waiting to die. Yep, worked at a power plant with nuclear, with nuclear waste. Up to they damn hips. They would have to crawl in sewers. <laughs> they would have to crawl in sewers. And this ninja be like, toxic coat, hustle culture is toxic. <laughs> Look at that, your ass. Ain't shit funny. One time I actually had a, a neighbor. I had a neighbor like that, an all old silent generation old folks and even a person they had a, even a granny that was older than that 
and the lost generation. They, they, these were some old ass people. Well, one day my family all went um, on a on a trip and they left me with these people. They were like, oh, we'll watch them. I was like maybe 10 years old. And it was all like people like this. It was all white people like this. That smoked, you know what I mean? They smoked in front of kids. They didn't give a fuck. This was like 1985. Smoked in front of you, all of that. And it was this one ninja that looked like this, and he sat in the chair. They had the whole mama's family vibe going on. They had the whole mama's family. They had the old-ass granny. They had the old couple. Then they had the young married couple. It was a whole, it was a whole show. This ninja would be smoking, just chain smoking, chain smoking. And then he'd be coughing <laughs> all day, all day. And in between that, grabbed another cigarette. Just <laughs> Ninja, I was sitting here like, Looking at this shit like, wait a minute, who are you? <laughs> just chain smoking and man, I was like, man, this shit is wild as hell. This is a wild ass shit. <laughs> Lugs was gone, and that ninja probably was fifty. Like again, that guy probably was in his fifties. Like, look how far we've gone because I'm approaching fifty. Like, we, our age thing is all crazy now. Like, what age was 40 years ago? It, it's not today. Ninjas was been, you was in overalls. White folks was in overalls, 50. They didn't give a fuck about life. Smoked their life all away. All right, mad, angry, went through the Great Depression. Wars, famine, potato famines, struggle, agricultural, hardcore labor jobs, no computers, couldn't read, dropped out of school in the eighth grade. <laughs> and they was 50 fuck it it's over over the hill <laughs> they got their wife smoking cigarettes all day a pipe they done 50 50 drinking beers ready just for ready to die just waiting to die today it ain't so you could be 50 and be like out here exercising and shit all right muscles testosterone shots happy with life Still banging on women, banging on young girls legally. Mm. Botox, it is a whole different show, man. It's a whole different show. We can live the 90 healthily today. All right, yeah, man. This way them, them ninjas had them ninjas had STIs. They still drip drip leaking from when they went to, to the Korean War. They still got they still got what they used to call venereal diseases from when they went to the Korean War. Me love you long time. Live with venereal diseases for 30 years. They was like, well, sit down here, boy. All right, anyway, <laughs> it's a cold world. Yes, yeah, a cold world. Eating tobacco just all day. <laughs> with a jaw of tobacco right here. Came back from Vietnam War talking to themselves. They got that ancient orange on their ass. This would be a ninja. He used to came back from Vietnam. They used to treat veterans terribly. He come back from Vietnam, just talking to himself up and down the street. They be like, shit, he come this crazy ninja. All right, he just came back from Vietnam. Ninja be talking, chewing on nothing. Talking. And then if that ninja stop and talk to you, you be like, oh, shit. 
that crazy ass ninja talking to us. And he'd be saying something. He'd be saying something and he'll just walk off. Fucked up. Like, <laughs> like, whoa. And what happened to him? What's wrong with that ninja? Oh, he he came back from Vietnam. That's what that was me when I was a young kid, like eight years old. Like these ninjas crazy. That Agent Orange had him fucked up. <laughs> That's who was that was our allegiance, man. And so when they tell these ninjas that had uh deadbeat daddies, oh man. The, the men went to drugs and war and priest Jim Crow South. All right. No support coming back from Vietnam and wars, Korean war and all of this stuff, man. These dudes had it messed up. There's a storm. These dudes was messed up. All right. Anyway, let me get back to the show. And then just like, we don't care about all that. All right. But we built differently. Now, now this is why people call Gen Z weak. Right, this is why they tend to continue to kind of say they're soft, uh, because men in the yesteryears were treated like utilities, basically just put out there, discarded, and not given a chance. And there was great hope for men to support families and support kids, but of course there were men that went crazy and had three and four different families, and it was it was a mess. It was a mess. So if you want to go back to tradi- traditionalism, traditionalism doesn't look that good. Yeah, drafted into war, forced to go to war, all bad. The dating marketplace, let's talk about it real quick. Uh, The dating marketplace. What's going on in the dating marketplace? Oh, here's a young woman here that's going to tell you the dating marketplace here. Uh, Let's talk about, she's basically going to say that's you. Here we go. I finally entered my dating to marry era and it is so different. Like the questions I would ask before were like, what's your drink of choice? Now I'm like, what's your relationship with God like? Do you have a Roth IRA? Do you have a history of diabetes in your family? And he's like, miss, this is where you write the tip. All right. And so that's, this is. And that's you. Again, uh, we could talk about how women have changed as well. (sighs) A lot of guys, this frustrates a lot of guys. All right. So she's finally entered the dating stage, right? Where she's like, is anybody else? just over this hookup all right here we go i finally entered my dating to marry era and it is so different like the questions i would ask before were like what's your drink of choice now i'm like what's your relationship with god like do you have a roth ira do you have a history of diabetes in your family and he's like miss this is where you write the tip all right and so these are women that are going to kind of be what they call forever alone because she's somebody hit said it here right here in this one right here I'm in my avoiding girls that use era era. Okay, this one says right here, missed your flight long time ago. Now, when dudes say stuff like this, oh, your time's up. You hit the wall. Men are wrong. Oh, they didn't hit the wrong. She still looks good. Ninjas go say she still looks good. All right, she's still hittable. Yeah, she's still foldable. And um, she's going to get folded up. She's going to get fornicated with it, poked around, and all her hoes poked on. Just like she was doing when she was younger, but then she wants to leverage it. Oh, I don't want to do that no more. I'm tired of hookup culture. Aren't you tired of hookup culture? All right, don't you want to settle down? I'm at the age where that's what she's saying right here. But these women are going to be ultimately miserable. They'll still have fun and hobbies and travel. They'll still do well, but a lot of guys aren't going to take this deal. I finally entered my dating to marry era, and it is so different. Yeah, it's so different than being a skeezer. Yeah, it was... Being a skeezer was certainly fun and different, but now it's so different. I start worrying about things that actually mean stuff instead of hooking up and getting poked on by chads and properly discarded. All right. Instead of getting my tonsils butter, it's so different. 
it. Like the questions I would ask before were like, what's your drink of choice? Yeah, what you, and guys, man, oh, I love those guys. Oh, I'd take a fifth of vodka and a hen of Hennessy. No, shut up. All right, acting like you're cool when you, because you know how to mix drinks. Oh, I do this and I do a fireball with a can of Sprite. Shut up. A half a scope of a Red Bull. All right, these ninjas think they cool. All right, after 22, now what? Now I'm like, what's your relationship with God like? Do you have a Roth IRA? Yeah, now it's about money. All right. I got money. This is why, guys. And that's you. This is why guys don't want to date chicks like this. This is why ninjas say you hit the wall. This is why people say that ship is sailed. All right, it's too late for all that. It's too late for all that. Let's take you to this video here by the hate. Is it the Haiti King or hell TJ King? Sounds like it. Looks like the Haiti kid, but it says like hell. This is a great conversation about men. It says dating in 2023. All right, let's play it. How tall are you? How much do you weigh? <clears throat> How much money you got? How many bodies do you got? What's your credit score? Do you have any student loan debt? Do you pay all the bills? Do you cook and clean? Check. All right, so um, this was a turnabout's fair play. The double standards were off the table. Yeah, somebody said this is actually uh, how people should do it. This is how people should get past all the BS because nobody has time for any of these games, right? You meet a woman, and then all of a sudden, I don't cook or clean and all of this stuff later on down the line. Then, you know, he starts doing things like, I'm going 50-50 on the bills, and then people have these frustrations out here. So women start asking these questions. Men should start asking them back. How tall are you? How fat are you? It, it, it's an honest question. None of these questions should be off the table. All right, I'll, I'll tell you how tall I am. Tell me how fat you are. Now, I probably already know how fat you are. I'm, I'm sorry. How much do you weigh? Okay, you asked me a question. These, But I've, I, what we're finding is that men's questions are on the table. Their questions are off the table. What do you mean? Uh, what do I bring to the table? What do you bring? Mostly nothing. We have to come to the re realization that women don't bring much value. I I'm sorry to say. I'm sorry to say. In today's world, knowing what I know from the past, women are valueless out here. Now, it might take you a while for a man to be able to find a woman that brings that value that you want. Because every va everybody's value is different. But I have to be honest. Today's women offer you zero. And I'm not just saying this. They offer you, not even Punani is enough. Ninja, I'm tired of Punani at sometimes. I'm like, Ninja, because it's readily available. However you want it, hook up, it's readily available. Ugly chicks, it's readily available. Fat chicks, readily available. Uh, pay for play, readily available. Peace leave has flooded the marketplace, and I said this prior to 2019 that this would happen. There's too much pussy out here. It ain't even enough. It's not enough to sustain you. It's not enough to make you commit. Because back in the day, you had to work for a woman's sex. Now it's second date, sometimes first date, sometimes hookup, sometimes sneaky link. It's just too much out here, Ninja. If women wanted to change the world right now, they would close their legs. But now, it's too late. They would get what they want, closing their damn legs. See, here's the thing. Men in the past would actually have two things. Watch. Number one, they would have to marry a girl to get sex from her. If a woman gave you sex without the marriage and she didn't get impregnated, she was automatically off the table, just reputation-wise. Number three, 
if you had sex with her, impregnated her, you had to marry her. You had to make an honest woman out of her. Not always. There's always cases where you didn't have to do so, right? But that was pretty much the standard agreement. That was the standard agreement. You had sex with, you, you didn't have sex with her. In order to get her, you had to marry her. If you had sex with her before marriage and people found out she was the town whore, if you had sex with her and you knocked her up, that's your woman. It was pretty simple. It was pretty simple. And or if you had sex with her and she told everybody y'all had sex, they're going to be like, well, guess that's your girl. So that was kind of one of the situations here. You better make an honest woman out of her. Today, it ain't the case. So then I, <clears throat> then I ask. And I don't even have to ask. I'm going to just make this statement. There is almost nothing that a woman can offer you as a man that is equivalent to what you offer her as a man, right? There's almost nothing. There's almost nothing. I can't really name much. I know this is somewhat sexist. In terms of the inherent value, she's getting the bulk of the deal. And this is if even if she's dealing with a sorry-ass ninja. Even if she's dealing with a sorry-ass ninja. She's getting a better deal. You're getting almost zero in return. I mean, it would be hard-pressed to find out. Now, some of the women are like, well, I have a job and career. All of that is kind of, I, I hate to hit these old talking points. I don't want to waste time. But that's useless to most men. Most men don't care about stuff like that. But in today's culture, you know, in a, in a generation's past or two, that was meaningless. So that's kind of where I came from. I'm a Neanderthal. I'm an old barbarian. Okay, so okay. In today's world, it doesn't make sense for me to constantly be giving what I provide and her run out here. Like I had a situation the other day. Um, a lady that I, we, I went to the Raiders game, but a friend was there and she wanted to come back to the house. I was like, come on back. But she was in a different part of the uh, football arena or the football stadium. So she was like, hey, I'll meet you there. And I have a parking space. And she knows where the parking space is. So she was like, I'll meet you at the parking space. She showed up about 10 minutes late. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Um, my boss, X, Y, and Z, I had to say goodbye to everybody. And I had to say my boss this and my boss this. And we had to clean. She was in the suite. My, bo my boss, my boss, my boss. Bitch, I'm the boss. Now. I'm not your boss yet, but I'm the boss. Who's the boss? When women say, I'm going to just tell you, on the male side, if your boss outweighs the man, good luck. Mm. Women don't understand this. And they'll constantly find themselves single. I know, this is tough. You're constantly going to find yourself not getting a commitment from a guy, and you're going to wonder why. If you're in this situation, women don't understand that if you put another man as your guy that cannot be disrupted, meaning that I cannot let this other man down. This is old school me talking. If you put another man, another master, and say, this is my master, and he controls my life and controls how my life is with you. 
Good luck. Good luck, especially if this guy is handling his business. All I'm going to say is good luck, ladies. You can try to push that over on some men. Even some men will go for that shit, but you're finding less and less men going for that. Especially a guy who's now elevated. I'm like, I'm way ahead of this ninja, but it is what it is. Now, if you want to say, well, you're going to take care of her, I always take care of women. I never back down. You're never going to hear me say women, men should split the bills. Now, I'll give you a circumstance where it should be. So if you have another boss ahead of me, I'm splitting the bills with you. <laughs> but if I'm the boss, I'm the guy. All right. I'm never, I've been married before and I've seen where the boss gets precedent over me. Oh, I can't leave my boss said. I don't have no other master. I'm the master. <laughs> like, I'm the master. I got to ask another man, can I have access to my wife? Fuck all that. Hey, listen. I'm, inherently, men aren't going to go for that. You're finding less and less men wanting to deal with that. Even guys that cannot support a woman full time. Well, they'll be like, well, that boss giving her a paycheck. So she a prostitute? I'm going to have my wife prostituting herself out there for money? Is this what it's about? If it's about money, I'm covering that part. This isn't about money. This isn't about her paycheck. This is about her wanting to do her own thing and keep her side of the money and me cover the rest. What's mine is what's mine is ours and what's hers is hers. What's yours is hers and what's hers is hers. That's what it's about. And if that's what we're doing, you don't get a commitment. You can't get half of my pip pimping. You get the whole pimping or no pimping at all. You're not going to get half of my pimping. You know why? You know why? We learned this from old pimps. Because when it's time to bail you out of jail, I can't come to the bail person and say, I only have half the money. The hoe got the other half of the money. She can go get her half of the money, and I got half of the money. When it's time to protect her, I can't halfway protect her. All right, here's my right hand. Honey, where's your right hand? Let's go ahead and protect you. When it's time to support you and protect you from yourself, I can't halfway protect you. I got a whole way protect you, right? When it's time to take care of my kids, I can't halfway take care of my kids. I got a whole way take care of my kids. Because if I halfway take care of my kids, guess what? It don't work out for me. But there has to be some inherent value other than your boss, bitch, that you bring to CGA. What, what is it? What is it? What, I, I, I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> what is it that you bring other than that? All right, I got the peace leave. I, got, I can get peace leave anywhere. All right, what else? Okay, your peace leave is halfway decent, and you look better than you actually fuck, but that's neither here nor there. All right, you look better with me in public, but I can get, get some good peace leave over here. All right, what, what else? Does, getting peace leave is not hard anymore. What else? What else? There's almost nothing left. Well, I'll bring a paycheck. Okay, I already wiped that argument off the table. What else? Nothing else. There's nothing else. Now, there are a few exceptions to the rules where you have a woman and she's bringing value back to you. And we're not talking about cooking and cleaning because I can outcook or clean any woman in here, but I prefer to not do it. All right, I can survive. I can make my own meals out here. And by the way, there's places you can get with meals out here. It's ridiculous. What else? There's not much else, and that's the sad part of it. That's where men are struggling with this relationship thing because they're like, all right, I can't give you half of my commitment. Do you want half of my commitment? I can give you half. No, nah, they want your whole commitment. 
They want your whole presence. They want your whole support. They want your whole availability. They want your whole parentage. And I'm like, what else you got? Nothing. I'm telling you, most men are in a one-sided relationship. And the only reason that relationship still exists today, I'm going to tell you, you're in a one-sided relationship. The only reason that relationship exists today is because you're doing something that's keeping her there. If you stopped it today, that woman would be gone. I hate to keep reiterating these points. Somebody says, I have some answers. What is it? Type your answers in there. And I don't want to hear about companionship and intangibles, no intangibles. What do you bring tangibly that I can measure? But your relationships will be, your relationships will be over tomorrow if you stop doing what you are doing to keep that relationship alive. In fact, I'll go one step further. <laughs> you are actually keeping your relationship, you're the one keeping the relationship alive. Most of you women, most of you men, let's get back to these men. Most of you men are the only ones keeping a lot of relationships alive. Which means to say, if you, the woman that you're pursuing right now, you're trying to date her, the women that you are dating, that you took out on a couple of dates, the woman that you are trying to get sex from, or the women that you are sexing, the only reason do these relationships exist is because you keep initiating contact. If you stop texting them, they're going to stop texting you. The only reason, because you send in good morning texts, that's the only reason that you're hearing from her. And you're lucky if that. But you're tap dancing. You're, hey, baby. Hi, darling. Hey, sunshine. Hey, sugar book. Hey, honey. That's the only reason you hearing shit back. And you paying for dates or whatever you're doing. You're giving her attention. You're paying for attention. You're running game. You're using your mouthpiece. If you stopped right now, you would not hear shit from about nine out of ten women. You wouldn't hear nothing if you stop messaging them today. That's nine out of ten. But, but, Yep, y'all trying to game them. And they'll be there. Talk. If you stop messaging them, nine out of ten women, they wouldn't even text you. The relationship would be over. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so that's the only reason why shit exists in your life. And let me go back. All men need to go through monk mode. It's part of the free agent lifestyle. I have a uh, little question. I, I might cover it today. But I have a little question and answer from a guy. Uh, let's see here. Do I have time today? Yeah, I do have time. Let me see if I can pull it up. But guys, this is why you're failing out here, why you're floundering. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. Because you don't, you can't take, you, you guys don't know that this pursuit of women needs to not be all the time. Okay, we, we don't need to, men are the pursuers. Not all the time. Turn that shit off and go do something. 
Let me see if I can find the question. Oh, man, it's kind of buried. Kind of buried in here. But you need to get to a point where you don't need to be pursuing women. Oh, found it right here. Okay, let me see if I can pull it up. This is a lesson to teach, guys. And then we'll get on to the main event. Thank you for listening to today's show. Look, finding a girlfriend. Here's a guy right here. Finding a girlfriend. And he has all the things that I, we, we try to tell you guys. Okay, finding a girlfriend. Any, he says, anyone else totally over the one-night stand deal? Okay, so this is a man that says. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? It says, culture? for real, it's getting old fast. Here is me. I'm six foot one, kind of average athletic dude. Just bouncing back from a breakup. Figured I'd give dating apps a shot, so I hopped on Tinder and Bumble, but man, it's been nothing but letdowns. Been on a stack of dates, and it's the same story every time. Everyone's just looking for a quick fling and something super casual. I'm so done with this. Is anybody else just over this? And then he says right here, is finding someone real that hard these days? I'm out of here next year graduating from UC Riverside, and I just want to find someone who's down for something simple. And cool stuff. You know, strolling around campus, hand in hand, sneaky kisses behind the SSC, laying on the grass by the bell tower under the stars. Someone to geek out with over anime, binge watch the latest series, and get our horror fix. Just looking for something that got a chance. Wait, oh wait. Just looking for something that's got a chance to last. Is asking for a bit of romance in the Netflix buddy too much? Seriously, where's the real love hiding? Ninja, I should have, I should have had this. I should, I should have had this shit. I should have had the. All right, all right. So, guys, this, this is my advice. He needs to, he needs to stop right now. He needs to stop this shit. He needs to go on monk mode. He needs to know what his priorities are. He's a young man. He's a college graduate. He's gotten some peace leave. Guys, the impact of men sleeping with a lot of women is that they're going to be desensitized to sex, right? Sex is not going to hold power over him. He's like already banged a whole bunch of broads, all right? So now he cannot be swayed sexually. He wants love, romance, romance and companionship. He wants a movie. He wants a movie relationship. He might see a couple of couples like this, and he cannot find it for a variety of reasons. I don't know. But this is a guy that needs to go to monk mode. Why? Because Napoleon Hill talks about this. He's drifting. He's actually taking his valuable time trying to find something that he's probably not going to find. All right, he's going to become more frustrated. But this energy, he can transmute and become very, very powerful. And then he could probably buy, get what he wants. He can, he can get a woman like that because guess what? There's a lot of women that are going to make themselves uh, available to that, a.k.a. this woman, right? So he's going to run into this woman who's going to be used up off the cock carousel like most women in, her, in his college, and he'll be, able to, he'll be able to, in essence, afford that. That'll be affordable, money, energy, attention, and time. He needs to go through monk mode. He needs to go through a situation where he's not pursuing women. He's being frustrated out here. If you're ever frustrated with women and you're spending a lot of time dating apps, talking to women, good morning text, constant texting barrage, love bombing, hooking up, dates, and it's not working for you, monk mode. Monk mode. Even if it's three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, two years, whatever it is, you need to go on monk mode because that your, your, your 
yourself is telling you and you're not listening that it's time to do something that's worth something. You're trying to get something valuable out of it. Women at that age aren't, aren't looking for that. Not all of them are. They're looking to have fun. They're looking to ride that carousel. So my advice to him is ninja pack it up. Not only that, you just got out of a, out of a breakup. You just broke up with your girl. Take that energy and become better than who you were when you broke up with the woman that you broke up with. That's where you're going to find your answers. Guys, women are a byproduct of success. They're a byproduct of what you put out in this life. I don't care what nobody tells you. Because women will constantly tell you, if you ain't doing shit, they're going to tell you you ain't doing shit. Women are not the purpose. They are not the goal. They are not the end-all, be-all. You get you get out of them from what you put into the world. I'm sorry. I know you want it opposite. I know you want to put into the woman, but that's not how it works. That's not how it works. They are a byproduct of your success. They are the dessert of life. They are not the damn meal. They are not the four-course meal. I know they want to be, I'm the four-course, I'm the whole thing. Ladies, ladies, if, you, if, if any man you're with, I don't know if you've noticed, anytime he's with you and he's with you sexually, he loses a lot of interest after he's with you. That's inherent because there was nothing he was interested in other than the sex. He busted a nut. Now he's not much interested. He doesn't want to cuddle, talk, do nothing. He just wants to curl over and go to sleep. Because there's not much more that you do after that. So here's the deal. Once he's got there, you'll realize that everything he did up to that point was to get exactly where he was after he busted a nut. So he got it. What else do you do? Ninja, ain't nothing else to do. I wind you up. Ain't nothing else you're going to do. So I know so. So at, at that point, men, you need to discover that a lot of the time that you put into getting them only was for the serve your own selfish lust and pleasure. At the end of it, you still have to accomplish way more out here. Start accomplishing shit. Women will get easier. And they also will get too easy to the point where not many of them you will find offer much value other than lust and pleasure. <laughs> right? This. They're the dessert. They're the cherry on the top. You just be like, is that what you talk about? Is that your mama? Is that your daughter and all that? If you want a good functioning relationship, women should never lead you. They should never be walking beside you or none of that. They should be watching your back. Okay. But they are not the full course meal. They're the cherry on the top and they can make a big difference. Then the cherry is good. Ladies, the cherry is good. <laughs> they just said, make your bed. I don't know what to tell them out here. Y'all out here struggling, but I'm here trying to solve it as, solve, as simple as possible. Your biggest pleasures in life, probably not going to come from women. <laughs> it seems like it, but it's not. I know it seems like it. When you're in your 20s, yes. But this is a marathon, guys. Look, enough about that. Enough about that. Enough about that. I got to get to the main event. I got to get to the main event because we could talk about that till the cows come home. But uh, how about this? And this is going to set up. Is this the main event? Why not? All right, why not? Check this picture out right here. Check this picture out. It says right here, oh, it's still loading up. In this picture, facts, fact mafia. Only 21% of men 
have had 15 or more sexual partners by the time they hit age 50. You guys can't see the age there, but only 21% of men have had more 15 or more sexual partners by the time they hit 50. A lot of women don't understand this, right? Why? Because they've given up a lot of sex. And a lot of the sex that they've given up, they're like, this cannot be true. And not only that, they've had more than 15 partners. The majority of women have had more than 15 partners in comparison to the men. And certainly this is the case 30 and under. More women have had more sex and more sexual partners than men 30 and under. We've already proven that as a statistic. But when you take it all the way up to 50 and under, only 21% of men have more than 15 sexual partners. Right? That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, because, listen, I've, I've certainly don't fall in that category. I've overachieved. However, however, 80% of men, this is the 80-20 rule, if you will, 80% of men, I think the, as far as men, the average amount of sexual partners a man has had is seven. But even when you go below that age, you will find that men in their 50s have had two or three partners. Maybe they got married early in life. Maybe most men in today's world are very low in the sexual marketplace. In the times past, that certainly probably would have been the case, but everybody almost had a fair shot. A lot of men don't go to war. A lot of men don't travel overseas. They don't travel overseas via the military or they don't go overseas at all. Much of your intimacy when you travel, what much of your activity when you travel, especially military and whatnot, is sex. All right, you're going to have a lot of sex uh, with people in foreign lands because there's no, you know, they don't have that romanticism as we have it over here. Sometimes it's transactional. Sometimes it's hookup, bars. You have a uniform on. You know, you're the military. You're the big man in town. You're going to have more sexual partners. But in, on the other hand, we're looking at a lot of young men out here trying to find a way to get their feel and their fix. How are men getting their fix? They're getting their fix through scrapping. Scrap sexuals. All right, so we're going to take it to Content Machine here. Who's going to talk about scrap sexuals? All right, we have a lot of men who are scrap sexuals. Here we go right here. Let's go ahead and play it. My name is Tyler, and I'm a scrap sexual. I'm attracted to the scraps, the leftovers of the dating pool. Us scrapaholics have a motto. If she's looking like a snack, send her ass back. But if she's looking like a scrap, time to set my trap. The trap of going up and talking to them because I'm a completely regular guy, and they'll go for me. Snacks are too much work. They have too high of standards. Everyone's always fighting over them. But scraps? Oh. I swoop in and just glean the meat off the carcass. <laughs> Scrappies will take what they can get. And as far as they're concerned, I'm a catch. Which is amazing because I'm... Definitely not. I'm actually borderline sociopathic, but I've yet to reveal that to them. Few men are willing to go as low as I am. Scrap sexuals. Let's make 2023 the year we move towards zero dating pool waste. I'm taking the pledge. Are you? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Scrap sexuals. Oh, the humanity. Now, before we talk about scrap sexuals here, Content Machine, shout out to them. Uh, um, this is a good phrase right here. We have to understand that there's some women out here that don't understand that they're scraps. Now, that's going to be where number one problem lies. If you have to ask yourself, are you a scrap sexual? There's a lot of women that don't believe they're scraps. Now, this is where the conversation kind of gets funny. Because there's people out here that can be very much measured as a scrap. 
into the point where you saying, well, you ain't really nothing. And she'd be like, I'm all of that. A lot of men want to hit this. Well, you have to tell her then, but you're a scrap. You know what I mean? You really aren't that valuable other than, you know, you have a lot of men that want to hit that. There you go right there. So the first part of scrap sexuals is getting women to admit that they're scraps. Now, this isn't to put you down, but it has somebody has to be scraps out here. And then you have to look at what your problem is. Like, there's a lot of women like, I'm tired of these no good ninjas always after me. Probably because you're scrap. You know what I mean? And they're a scrap sexual. Probably because you look like an easy mark. It's because a lot of men will rather aim low and hit than aim high and miss. All right, they're going to take the easy route. You're dealing with low, you're, you deal, you're, you're in a low economic area. Now, listen, I know a lot of people know I'm a classist, and you might say, well, coach, man, hey, man, I, I, you can't blame me. I live in Memphis. I live in Tupelo. <laughs> I live in Columbus, Ohio. Coach, you can't blame me. I got to take what I can get. Well, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Listen, you just don't realize where you are. Again, part of, part of uh, what is that? Knowing is half the battle. Knowing is half the battle. So let's just say you don't believe you're a scrap sexual. And then I see you with a scrap. And then you say, but coach, man, she thick. But coach, man, she ain't a scrap. And I say, well, no, she she on the low end of the economic scale. This woman's a bottom feeder. You're, you're a bottom feeder. This woman's at the bottom. No, coach, man, you don't know what you're talking about, man. See, because the Eurocentric standards of beauty. And I'll be like, no, nah, man, this woman's a scab. Like, uh, but coach, man, look at her booty, though. See, this is scrap sexual. Not only does she have to realize she's a scrap, you have to realize you're a bottom feeder. And it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. And it doesn't mean you have to go for any person of a different race. You have to actually hold standards upon the women in your race as to not deal with scraps, right? Because hopeflation. Because you're gassing these women's heads up. You're like, hey, she good to me. She good in my area. You just don't understand. And I do understand. Because I, I used to be a scrap sexual myself. See, part of, part of it is it takes one to know one. I used to deal with stuff, and I used to be out here with these slump busters and mud sharks and these, um, these uh, uh, knock-knee, cock-eyed, snaggle-tooth. I used to be out here doing that, and I would lay down in bed and be like, ah, I did my job. But at the end of the day, I would feel bad for myself. I'd be standing on the, sitting on the side of the bed like, damn, I really was with that soggy-ass woman. I really was pleasuring myself to that soggy woman. Now, listen, sometimes you got to get one off. You know what I mean? But to be out here telling me you doing something, that's where the problem is. See, we all will bang on the scraps. In fact, the statistics tell us that, uh, where is it at here? Where's the statistic here? Oh, I missed the statistic. Where's the statistic? Oh, there it is right there. The statistics tell us no matter what the man looks like, he hitting it. He hitting something. But there's some men with no pride at all. This is the scrap sexual. Sometimes you need to get your meat fixed. And sometimes you will go to a woman who recognizes she's a scrap. And you can have a meeting of the minds. Yes. You can be like, hey, let me use you for this real quick. Get your friction off. And you'd be like, all right. But there's some men out here justifying their scrappy behavior. Trying to say, well, coach, man, this is my type. No, that ain't your type. You need to keep that under wraps. Oh, but she a good woman. Okay. Right, but the top tier men do scrap as well. But you cannot put your self esteem behind your scrap sexualism. That's where the problem is. You're a bottom feeder, and you're making it. 
like you're priding you you pride yourself behind your bottom feeding behavior. Let me let me let me give you an example. All right, let me give you an example. I'm here to educate. Uh, here we go right here. Um, this might not be safe safe for work here. Uh, but uh, pay attention here. Uh, this ninja must be fresh out of jail right here. The moment the club is ending in your horny as hell. Uh, take a look at this young man right here. I don't know what club this is, what city. This is Memphis Tupelo. Take a look at this right here. Oh, the humanity. Oh, man. See, this is this is what I'm talking Look at this ninja, man. Look, oh, he beating on the belly and whatnot. He got her by the pulling of the... What is going... Oh, my goodness. Just... Oh, the humanity. All right, man. Let me stop. This is what I'm talking about. You saw what that was. Let me go ahead and freeze frame it. You saw it. And he was in... He was in love. Where is it right here? <laughs> yeah. This is, wait. This ninja right here. He was he look at him. Now, does he look like he down bad? He got he got a nice set of Air Force ones. Like oh, the humanity. He got his gord he all out in public with his gordita. And this is a slow Tuesday behind the girl, behind the closed doors kind of girl. And everybody's looking at this ninja like you pathetic. Belly hanging out. And he's, you know, he's got a degrader, but he looks like he's lined up and fresh. He got a nice beard, but you know, <laughs> this is an example, man. Like what, what in the four foot 11 Gordita is this? <laughs> he's definitely starving out here. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right, man, we don't want to be, see, this is the scrap sexualism that we talk about. I mean, she seems like a nice lady. She seems like a nice lady. But you already know once you bust that nut, you're going to be disgusted. You're going to be disgusted. Everybody knows he's going to feel down bad. I'm just telling you as a man, you're not going to feel good about yourself after this. And this is the problem with being a scrap sexual. Then you're going to degrade the woman and put her down. And after you went out there and you used her, you used her mind and her body. Yeah, and then just saying she thick. Yeah, I mean, he don't look like you down bad, man. Are you this down bad, fam? Not not out in public. Not with the lights on, man. This is scrap sexualism. This is scrap sexualism. I'm here to teach. I'm here to teach. Those ninjas be like, but, but Cole, she thick. All right, here we go right here. And this is the, you know, the ninja committee. Ninjas are always down bad to throw they Johnson down the gutter and then blame everybody else for the predicament that they're in. Let's talk about this one right here. Scrap sexualism. Um, here we go right here. Uh, the, the headphone users are going to have a little bit of a. Uh, uh, this woman is down bad, but uh, let me see if I can turn the volume down. What's up? You said what? I heard that y'all got big cock and I was going to see one because my man has a little. You heard who got big cock? Black boy. Black boy? Hey, some big, big you want to see this one? Yeah. See this one. Yeah, yeah she baby good black boy. Been had big old deal. Who the fool? We been had them motherfuckers done, man. Oh. You been showing to him? Shit, man. We had big cock. That's all. Oh. She said a big cock. I don't know what a. I don't Look know what this. the fuck oh, is a big cock. I don't know what the hell a big cock is. Shit, she want to see a big old dick. She say. What? Oh. What? What? What's up? Oh, man, I'm going to tell you, man, I'm going to tell you, man, we need to rest in peace. The, the, the black, the ninja delegation right now is down bad. <laughs> the ninja delegation out here <laughs> took her ass to the bushes.
right, uh, what country town is this? This is definitely Tupelo, Mississippi. You're like, Coach, man, I be getting baddies in Tupelo. So you got a white, anything white, oh, it's all right. Anything white is all right. She come over here, cracked out, slack jaw, no chin, double chin, triple chin, soggy. Look at this body, man. Sogmeister got her. And she come in looking for the monster. She come in looking for the monster. And the ninja be like, yep, hey, you know what? This is all I'm worth. And yes. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right, I'll go back. I'll go back with this big old heifer. All right. She got her udders all running around. Come on, man. What are we doing out here? Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> got the monster. All right. Oh man. Oh man. Her come on, man. This is this woman is not. This woman is not fit, fit to be railed. But I'm going to tell you, ninjas are going there and beat the brakes off of this. We know it. We know it. And you'll be priding yourself. Coming back smelling like the funk of 40,000 years because you know, never mind, this is a family show. Because you know she ain't cleaned up well at all. And you're going to go ahead and rail on this, talking about you getting it here. And then he went back, took her straight back. Say what? I heard that y'all got big cock, and I was going to see one because my man has a little. You heard who got big cock? <laughs> Black boy? Now, look at this guy right here, man. You got your whole future ahead of you, and you're going to bust in her raw. You got your whole future ahead of you, but because you don't have nothing else, your Johnson does your thinking. Your Johnson is how you value yourself. But there's only so many good-looking women, especially in Tupelo, Mississippi, there's only so many good good looking women in Tupelo, but here you are stuck in Tupelo because your country come to town, and you're not gonna broaden your horizons. So you're gonna slaying monster in Tupelo against the neck fuse women. Yeah, you want? Wait a minute. She baby black boy been had big old Who the fools we been had the motherfuckers? Oh my lord! And look, she marching right. She marching right back to the back. She like, yeah, she marching right back there. Let me go ahead and turn the volume down on Deion Sanders. All right, let me turn the volume down. He marching right back there with her. Come on, get you some. Get you some. All right, this is crazy. The black slate snake bone. No discipline. This this is what I'm talking about. There's a difference, man. And he, look, he already done beat it up. Skeet it down, skeet it down her mouth. And there she go right there. He got a monster. Sogmeister. Yeah, he got the monster. Again, man, there's certain things that we have to do with the scrap sexual. <laughs> we got to do with the scrap sexual. We, we got we to gotta stop. We got to stop with this because what happened is y'all didn't just be bragging out here. You be bragging about it. The bottom feeders. We have to start with this stuff here, at least the broad daylight stuff. How about this one right here? Uh, shout out to Janice Calloway. Don't mean to air these ninjas out here. But you see this is right here, fresh out of jail ninja over here. Oh, no, Willie engaged to Willie Chambers yesterday. Yeah, see, this is what happens with scrap sexualism and hobosexualism has a meeting of the minds. Hey, Willie. Don't tell me you put a ring on it, Ninja. Hey, man, hobosexuals, uh, hobosexuals got to do what they got to do. But this is what we doing out here, Ninja. Willie. Hey, Willie. This is what we doing out here. Just oh, the humanity. Ninja's getting caught up this good. Boy, she must be giving you a good hummer. She must be humming up all that. She must be licking all of that. 
You know she nasty. She a nasty woman. Oh, that's nasty. And he got out of jail, and she licking up all the stuff. Like, she doing all the nasty stuff, Willie. And ninjas be doing stuff like this, I'm going to tell you. You know, when ninjas need a place to live, they do stuff like this. We got to stop with the scrap sexualism. And she be like, I got a man. And this is the type of woman that'll turn you down in public. She like, why are you looking at me? You like, I'm not really looking at you. I saw you looking at me and you like, not really. She trying to convince you. You trying to mack on her. You like, I ain't really looking at you. I mean, if you wanted to drop that neck. It's barbecue in there. And she like, I got a man. And you like, bitch, you ain't got no man. And then this her man. (laughs) This her man. You like, oh, no wonder you thought I was trying to mack on you. You think all ninjas trying to mack on you. And this is what happens when you have this type of scrap sexual hoflation. It not only messes with your self-esteem, it actually and fluffs up the self-esteem of the scraps. So then you come in here and try to tell them they're scraps, and then you see their man, and you're like, oh, hoflation is wild. Mm. <laughs> hoflation is wild. Then you're like, well, I guess you would think I would hit on you because we look similar. We look similar. It's a sad, sad world out here, but the scrap sexualism got to get under control. How about this, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, you're right here. Oh, I got to I gotta pull this up here. How about this one? There's a gentleman there. Uh, Boy, he's definitely married to a Millie Mouth Muskrat. And guys, Millie Mouth Muskrats, they're just plain Janes. All right. Uh, they're just plain Janes. And look at this ninja right here. He's a goofy-ass ninja. He was like, black women don't like me. I'm going to get me a white girl who loves me. Yeah. Niggas always got to show they all right, and he this is the type of ninja that talks shit about black women because he got him a basic white girl, right? And this woman is basically low on the totem pole, not only on the spectrum, she low on the totem pole for white men. But uh, this is the type of relationships you get when you diss black women on your way outside the door. All right, here we go right here. Oh, you're right here. Oh, whoa. She, I knew that was coming. She's going to wipe off my kiss. But you're right here. Oh, whoa. She, I knew that was coming. She's gonna wipe off my kiss. But you're right here. Oh, whoa. She, I knew that was coming. She's gonna wipe off my kiss. Oh, the humanity. See, this is what I'm talking about, gentlemen. This is what I'm talking about. Now, (laughs) I don't know what's going on, but this Millie Mouth Muskrat, and she out here sniggling. I don't know if this is a real clip, but this is embarrassing. I don't know what's going on in this clip. I don't have the whole context, but this is embarrassing. If you're going to get you a white girl, get you one that ain't afraid to be out here kissing on your big milk dud head ass. All right, get you one that ain't ashamed of you out here scrapping because this woman is definitely the scraps on her community. She the scraps of her community. Ain't nobody checking for her like that. But uh, what? I knew she was going to do that. I knew she was going to do that. Y'all ninjas will travel to seven seas to get treated just like this here. But <laughs> oh, you're right here. Oh, whoa. Oh, no, man. Oh, boy, she is disgusted. She's like this. Oh, the humanity. All right. And he went in for the kiss, leaned all in it. Boy, look at her chin. She got three chins. She got no chin at the top and three at the bottom. Hold up for a second. Let me see. Oh, boy, she shook it off. Oh. I don't think they're having much intimacy here. Let me see here. She's like, you're attacking me. Oh, no. What's between her? I can't say that. Oh, look, look. I don't know, man. That's not manufactured right there. Oh, man. Look at that. Oh, scrap sexuals. He leaning all the way in. And she leaned away. 
Oh, man, what in the world? But you're right here. Oh, whoa. Oh, man, Ninja's out here begging for a little mm. bit of intimacy. Ninja out here begging for a little bit of intimacy. He didn't even slip her a tongue. Oh, man, this is sad. Oh, damn, she gonna throw up in the back of her neck. You know what I mean? She got throw up in the back of her throat right now. And look at it, he prideful, too. I got me a white girl, black women ain't shit, type ninja. <laughs> All right here. She said, oh, God. And look at him. He like, I'm the man. Mm. I'm the man. And look at her face. She traumatized. <laughs> hey, sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you can't see it. You know what I mean? You, when you're in the middle of a, of a relationship, you can't see it. Look at him. He like, I get the broads. I got me a pale skin. She ain't even pink at all, too. She's straight pale. All right. Oh, here we go right here. Here we go right here. Look at me. I'm out here getting them. You're just mad, coach, because you can't get a girl like me. Mm. These are the type of ninjas that be in my comment section. You're just mad, coach, that you don't have your own girl like I got one. All right, here we go. She, I, knew, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Look at that mealy mouth. I knew that was coming. Oh, man. She, I knew that was coming. Oh. That's a disgrace. Oh, the humanity. Oh, my gosh. And you out here bragging? You <laughs> Come on, man. We can't be out here doing this to ourselves out here. We cannot be out here doing this to ourselves. All right, come on, man. Let's give you another one, man. We got you with the scrap sexualism. All right, this is our new category out here. It's your new gender. Here we go right here. Uh, Look at what we got here, man. Oh, the humanity. All right, let's hear what this person has to say. Let's play it. She, these beautiful women. I think I'm ready to date a white man. Like, I'm ready. And for me, my race is very controversial. I am not white. I am fully Spanish, and my family is... Like, if you met my family, I think I would make more sense to y'all, but I am not white. So, um, <laughs> I, not I never dated a white, white man. I fucked a white man one time. Okay, okay, okay. It's oh, just like, humanity. I am ready to date a white man. Like, I'm ready... And for me, my race is very controversial. I am not white. I am fully Spanish. And my family is, like, if you met my family, I think I would make more sense to y'all. But I am not white. So um, I've never dated a white, white man. I fucked a white man one time. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. It's just like, I think I'm ready to date. Oh. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Now. <laughs> Ninja said the full gordita. Well, she Puerto Rican, so it's Spanish, so I can't play the Mexican music. Uh, Puerto Ricans get mad. Uh, white guys, hey, she's all yours, Ninja. But here's the thing. Notice what she said. You notice what she said. This is where we talk about they don't realize they're the scraps. What did she indicate in this video? What did she indicate? She indicated that normally white men don't mess with her. Who messes with her? Yeah. Who hits it? Yeah, that brother's starving. All right. That, that's what she's indicating. I normally deal with ninjas. Ninjas done skied it all over this. Ninjas done use me as a pleasure principle. Ninjas done beat up this peace leave, but they don't stick around. Ninjas done dated me and acted like this and had acted like they love BBWs, but they don't stick around. This is the typical standard of the scrap BBW, who the BBW says, I got a lot of men out here want to hit, but they're always low standard, low quality ninjas that don't stick around. And they're always dealing with multiple ninjas, 
uh, you know, they're like they're like mopeds, all right? It's kind of like, uh, you know, you want to ride one. It's okay to ride one, but you don't want to be seen riding one type of deal. And so all of these ninjas treat her like a waterbed, and she's like, I, maybe I'll have success with white men. But, of course, she just got plucked by a white man. She said, I've had one. Or she said she effed him. Ladies, let's get some. Let's get something straight. This woman's well over 350 pounds. She's all. Oh, She's probably 400 pounds. All right, now, let's get this straight. We got to get something straight. When, when women say you F'd someone, I F'd this guy. No, no, no. We got to get this straight, and I'm here to tell you. You got F'd. You didn't F nobody. I don't care what you thought you did. You did not F anybody. You got F'd. You're the nail on the hammer. That's how it always works. Even if the guy's bad in bed, he's the hammer, you're the nail. You don't, the, the nail doesn't say, I let the hammer, <laughs> all right, knock me into the wood. I'm knocking you into the wood. I'm the hammer. Bam. The nail doesn't say, I nailed myself or I nailed the hammer. <laughs> right? You got pushed and shoved on. You got rolled around in. You got shoved in. You got nailed to the mattress. You don't do the nailing. So it's just one of these things. But here's another indicator of, you know, I I would say both of these women talk and brag about how much sexual interest they get, but it doesn't, it's not an indicator of who they are. They're just being used and mostly fetishized. So now they're like, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go get that. I'm going to just go get me a white man. Yeah, good luck with that. A white man. Like, I'm ready. And for me, my race is very controversial. I am not white. I am fully Spanish. And my family is, like, if you met my family, I think I would make more sense to y'all. But I am not white. So um, I never dated a white man. I fucked a white man one time. Oh, Jesus. Okay, okay. It's just like, I think I'm ready to date a white man. I (laughs) do Like, how do you get off saying this? Where do you get off saying this? <laughs> like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I think I'm ready. Like, come on, man. We need to really start being honest <laughs> about what a fetish is and what a partner is and what a sexual partner is. It's somewhat a mix of all of these things. In fact, there was a time where men would marry a woman and they would have other sexual partners that they actually liked sexually. This is a hard conversation for a lot of women. Ladies, I'm here to tell you. There's a wife material. There's presentation as the wife. And then there's men, there's women that men have sex with. For a long time, those were two separate women. For a long time, Those were two separate women. Even as in recent history, even as of today, men would have women that were not qualifier as wives. They were mistresses. You're the mistress. You're the mistress of the night. I have good intimacy with you. My wife, on the other hand, I'm not to degrade the wife. I treat the wife with respect. I'm actually not excited sexually about my wife. This is what men thought. But my wife is beautiful. She keeps home. She raises kids. 
She's the wife. Now we're trying to mix the wife with sexual partner, and you're seeing people fail at this miserably. Let me give you an example here. Let me give you this. Let me give you an example. Um, I'll give you a, a real example right here. All right, this is a good example. Right here. Now, people think that JFK was a philanderer, a womanizer, and so forth. Well, he was the president of the United States. And before that, he was part of the biggest crime syndicate. I mean, family there was. Now, he had a beautiful wife, Jacqueline. Jacqueline was the figurehead. She was the wife in person. She was not the mistress. He probably didn't like the bang on Jacqueline. He probably respected Jacqueline and didn't want to do debaucherous shit to her. But you guys make wives out of debaucherous women. And all you're doing there is to debaucherize her. He treated her like you're the wife. Now, on the side menu, <laughs> hold on for a second. Let me see here. On the side menu, one of many was JFK and one Marilyn Monroe. Now, Marilyn was a more curvaceous, sex appeal uh, type of woman, right? She presented sex appeal. Now, on the other hand, Jacqueline was more of an elegant, classy, this is my wife, the face. But Marilyn did the nasty without no interrupts. Marilyn, Marilyn let him butter them tonsils. He didn't want to butter Jacqueline's tonsils. He did not want to butter. Yeah, he didn't want to give Jacqueline a total package facial. But Marilyn would take the total package facial. He would finish up, throw her a handkerchief, and dip. All right, he'd be like, thank you, darling. Let me give you another example, and I know the Negro, I had to show you white folks before I showed you black folks. Let me see here. It's similar back here. I know women are going crazy listening to this. Similarly, Dr. Martin Luther the King had Coretta Scott King. Coretta Scott King was the visual. She was the Wonderful, doting wife. She was the supporter. She was the backbone. And that ninja was showing his teeth. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. However, always gotta show they teeth. however, it is commonly known that Martin Luther the King liked him some white women and some women of all races. Let me see if I can pull up a picture here. It's commonly known. This is not something that you don't know. I know you don't want to talk about it, but we'll talk about it. It is commonly known that Martin Luther the King liked to get him some pale skins. You see? It is commonly known that he was out here showing teeth. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. Yeah. He liked to dabble and dip his ink into the milk. But it's commonly known. It's, this, is not, this is not something that you don't know. <laughs> but it is what it is. He's a human being. I'm a human being. I'm a human. You're a human doer. I'm a human being. But 
this is typically how traditional relationships work and everybody wants to go back to traditionalism, but do you want to deal with this traditionalism? You don't. Where your wife is your homie lover friend. She's your best friend, your sexual partner. She's the best woman you've ever had sex with. You cannot wait. You're going to have sex with her for 10, 20, 30 years. She's going to fulfill your every fantasy and also cook and clean, fold clothes, take care of your kids, and also listen to you. She's also going to support you, and you're going to support her and her endeavors with her boss. This is all foolish. This is all absolute foolishism. You want to go back to traditionalism. Men actually had women that they fetishized separate from their wife. Y'all don't want to talk about this, though. So when it comes to this scrap sexual behavior, we're actually mixing way too much. You take your fetish out here and you try to make your fetish, your sexual partner, your, your wife, your girlfriend. And it's not, it's not how it's been. You guys have been conditioned. You guys have been conditioned to have this, but it's not so much. Right? It's not that way. Especially if you're on the upper echelon of what's going on here. It is what it is. All right, I know y'all mad. Who mad? Who mad out here? Y'all ninjas, there's some ninjas mad? Hey, man. It is what it is. You can deal. <laughs> you, can, you can deal with it or not. But in anyway, that's kind of how you're trying to make your fetish. You're out here. This is what you're doing. Where's my guy here? Where's my guy? There it is right there. You're trying to, you're trying to bring your fetish in broad daylight. Everybody knew where your mistresses were. Everybody knew what your mistresses were, your girls of the night, the women you would take on dates. Hey, <laughs> hey, who, who remembers? Who remembers there was a time in traditionalism where, where um, the women who got the best dates were mistresses. Ladies, are you ready for this conversation? The women who got the best dates were the mistress. The wives, did, traditionalism, y'all, the wives did not get the best dates. They didn't get wine and dined. They got brought out of the house every now and then. All right, put on the gown, honey. We got to meet with the clients. All right, come on, dress. Hi, here you go. Hi, here's the wife. She's standing there with her fox over her shoulder. <laughs> right, she got her fox over her shoulder. She's just standing there. Hi, 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 Mrs. Edwards. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Pause. And then... You put the wife home. Oh, honey, I'll be working late today. You take your mistress out and you wine and dine the shit out of her. You take her to the motel. You clap her cheeks. You buying her gifts and jewelry and diamonds and trinkets. All right. And your wife at home smoking cigarettes, popping pills, waiting for your monkey ass to come home. <laughs> right. The wife got the house. And you know what was funny? You know what was funny? In that time, the mistress wanted to be the wife, and the wife wanted to be the mistress. Mm. Yep, you got the getaway vacations. Oh, darling, we're taking the sales team over to uh, Hawaii. You know, some shit that was close. We're going to the Poconos like you were going somewhere. All right, you wasn't going to Turks and Caicos. You're like, we're going to, we're going to the Poconos tonight. We're going down to Miami. And your mistress wanted what the wife had because the wife had security. She had a house. She had kids. She had a ring. She had a marriage contract. And the mistress is like, I want to be with the wife. And you're like, calm down now, honey. Hey, dear. 
in that foolishness. Now, you know your role. And the the wife wanted to be the mistress. This bitch getting dates and vacations. <laughs> mm. All right. He loves her. He throttles her. He gives her sex. He shows up for her. He's with her three nights a week. And they all want to switch roles. All right. It's a crazy time, man. That's traditionalism for you out here. Shout out to them. But y'all ninjas out here with you. <laughs> Let me get to the super chats here. All right, I'm telling y'all what the real life is. Y'all be in fantasy world with these goofy-ass traditional dating and traditional marriage. This is goofy. Yep, they going to Las Vegas. We're going to take Route 66. You with your honey and your big-ass Chevy. All right, with your girl, your mistress. You're like, come here, honey. You're cuddling with her. You're giving her kisses. All right, you're kissing on her. Ninja, your wife, you ain't kissed your wife in 10 years. Hi, dear. How are you? Everything's good. All right, what's for dinner, honey? You don't give her no kiss, no nothing. All right, anytime you need her, you just hump on her. All right, thanks, darling. Ladies, where y'all at? <laughs> All right, ladies are mad at me. Don't be mad at me, ladies. I just told you, I just, I'm here to burst your bubble. Most men, I, I got more here. Most men, and that includes black men, you're living a fantasy world, meaning that you're trying to make your relationship based on TVs and movies. And I can prove this, especially black women, but the, the you know, black people have their own problems. They're in the lowest economic scale, but they don't realize it. So their, their world is their only world. They're like, we live in this black, like you live in Jackson, Mississippi. In your world, there's Jackson, Mississippi, which is your real world. And then there's white culture somewhere in Meridian or Oxford. You're like, oh, those white people over here. But in your world, Jackson is your only world. You don't realize Jackson is like an exception to the rule. It's um, an anomaly. It doesn't represent anything real anywhere in, the, the, in, in 5,000 miles. You can't find another ja other than Atlanta, maybe D.C. There's no other anomaly like this in 5,000 miles. In fact, it is anti-reality. It is a bubble. It's anti-reality. But in your world, that's your world. You walk outside, that's Jackson, Mississippi. But you would not, you could leave Jackson, drive to Oxford, and it would be completely flipped. Mm. It would be an alternative reality. <laughs> it would not be any, it, it doesn't represent anything but that would be real on the scale of planet Earth. Planet Earth. But with that being said, with that being said, what happens is your reality of traditional household, traditionalism, love, relationships, you only learn that in your bubble, which is fantasy world, TV, movies, magazines, and you know nothing about what's real. You, don't, you, you have no idea. So you make your own reality, and particularly groups that don't have families and two-parent households, you slap together a two-parent household based on Tyler Perry movies, um, Keenan Ivory Wayne movies, Robert Townsend movies, soap operas, <laughs> right? Um, uh, Fantasy World, Jet Magazine, that damn, what's his name? Barack and Michelle Obama, complete fantasy, complete mythology. Their whole relationship is myth, all right? Whatever you believe it is, it's a myth. 
There ain't nothing. Hold on. Let me stop. Let me stop. New, 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 new world order. Even Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King. Myth. Yeah, music. You base it on music. Your whole relationship is a fantasy, and then you try to make it work, and it don't work. Tyrese music. And then it ain't no goddamn, it ain't no truth in what your relationship is. You just playing house. Remember playing house? You, you just playing house. All right, let's play house. You're the mom, I'm the dad. You're the wife, I'm the husband, right? All right, and so now we're going to play house. And this is just playing house, <laughs> right? And trying to make this mythology work. And if you went back to the reality of where you're playing, playing a relationship, it don't exist. Right here. It don't exist. Ninjas was out here. Ninjas was out here putting hands on hips. <laughs> Ninjas was married. Oh, don't don't be mad. All right, I'll show white people doing it. Don't be mad. Ninjas was out here, had a whole wife at home, and they was out putting hands on hips. And uh, it is what it is. The wife was cheating too. And the reason why is you are basing your relationships on fantasy. Even dating is a complete myth. It's complete fantasy. It doesn't exist. I want to go back to traditional dating. When men pull out chairs, women be like, I'm old school. I guess I'm old school because I like when men bring me flowers and pull out chairs and open doors and put coats over puddles. You're talking about a fantasy. That's movie shit. Where a guy would drive the car and she would just be out there. I had a wonderful evening. And out there he had a convertible and he'd walk you to the door. And then he'd walk in. You barely get a pet. Kiss goodnight. He didn't want no pussy. And then you just walked into the house and just, oh, he loves me for 18 dates. He just waited and waited, waited. Hi, darling, my dear, my love. Hi. That's all myth. Cary Grant and all that bullshit. That's all mythology. That ain't no old school. That's old school movies. <laughs> That's a movie. Ninjas was clapping cheeks back in the day, too. They was paying for prostitutes and taking mistresses out. And women was cheating with the milkman. Mama's baby, daddy's maybe. <laughs> right. This is all goofy shit that they out here prescribe for you. That, that, don't, that didn't exist. Ninjas was taking girls to the no-tail motel, paying, you know, $25 to get their whole meat fixed, going home to their wives. They was at the peep show. Your husband was at the peep show with quarters. All right. Your husband was at the peep show with quarters. All right. He on his way home. He had to go to the bar, pick him up a drink while she at home taking care of the kids. All right. Putting in the peep show and she out there. Da na 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 na. Da na 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 na. <laughs> a lot of them ninjas in the movie that y'all uh, 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 pattern your lives after, ladies, you want, do you want a red pill? I'm going to give y'all a red pill. Oh, I'm, somebody just put it in there. I'm going to give y'all a red pill. Most of the men that you pattern, the men that you love after were gay. Now, listen, I ain't here to say y'all can do what y'all want. But most of them guys in the movies that you pattern your men after were reading Rainbow. Y'all don't want to deal with this shit. Y'all don't want to. Traditional dating, the men in the movie, when they said, when they said, Cut, it's a wrap. A lot of the men was going in a trailer with men's. Y'all don't want no truth. Y'all don't want it. 
Hey, oh, one more. I, I'm giving y'all too much. A lot of them ninjas that y'all see dancing in the rain and dancing in salsa class, you'd be like, I want a guy that dances in salsa. Not Latino guys. I want a guy that dances and knows how to dance on the ceiling. Them ninjas. <laughs> Packing fudge the entire time. Sex symbol. They got their chest hairs out, all greased and Vaseline up, sitting up there with their shirt out, and they chest hairs out. They was whole bears out here. Hey. Hey, man. Taco meat out. Yep. All your favorite R&B singers singing about love was singing the men's. But that's not even, hey, listen, this is another story. But anyway, I ain't here to, I'm not saying it's bad. But you were like, I wish I wish men would sing to me. Them women, <laughs> them women be like, I wish men would sing to me. I wish George Michael would sing to me. George Michael ain't singing to you, baby. Neither is none of them NSYNC ninjas. And none of them ninjas, Luther Vandross or Freddie Jackson ass ninjas was singing to you. And they were singing love songs, and they just put in man and woman and switched it up. Uh, but uh, anyway, y'all ninjas don't want to know about all this. It's a little bit too much. <laughs> it's a little bit too much, but y'all don't know. But it's out here, man. It's out here for everybody to know. Again, traditional dating. You base your movies, uh, you base your relationships off a of myth. All right, ninjas gonna come after me today, man. Oh, look. New, 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 new world order. Not much reality out there. We need to get real. And much of it is having to burst your bubble. Shout out to, uh, let's see here. <laughs> what am I doing here? Oh, I'm way back. Okay, y'all, okay, I'm way back. Shout out to Catfish Tail says my sniggling fees are way past due. Shout out to my favorite African-American out here. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Indeed, shout out to him. Says, I almost forgot Chiefs Kingdom owns the Raiders. All right, shout out to you. I can't do nothing about that. No sports show today. No sports show today. Trevor Nader in here with a co-sponsorship. I'm he says, Coach, it's been a while since I've been in a relationship and I've been loving being single. But I won't lie, sometimes I miss having a girlfriend. But try to remind myself it's not really what I want, I'm just horny, like he said. Yes, that you're just horny, or you know, some people like to cuddle. You, I, you know, women are fantastic, um, in cuddling and being a support system, and you know, making you feel young again, and you know, doing all the Google Gaga and googly eyes, and they're they're great for that. They're great toys for this. Uh, but that's what you miss. But do you guys realize you got to put up with a lot of bullshit to get to that point? <laughs> and that all wears off. So what are you gonna do when that wears off? All right, yeah, I, that's why I be at the junior college. You know, but, you know, you want to have somebody, I don't want to fight, I just want to kiss you. Baby, lay down right here and let me show you how much I miss you. What I'm going to do to show you that I need you. Baby, I'm there. I'll be everything that you want me to do. <laughs> I messed it up. Lay in my bed. Lay in my bed, ass bitch. All right, I rent them. Shout out to Mr. Albert says, Honey Boo Boo wanted that BBC. Oh, man, she was ready for it, too. 
And some of y'all ditches would have gave it to her too. Uh, where's she at? Where Honey Boo Boo at? Y'all ditches, you, hey, put a one in the chat. Y'all nasty boys. Guys, put a one, nasty boys, stand up. Put a one in the chat if you would have smashed Honey Boo Boo. Hey. Oh, that's nasty. Put a one in the chat, because I know y'all some nasty. We got some nasty ninjas in here. Put a one in the chat if y'all smashing Honey Boo Boo. I already know, man. Hey, man, don't act funny now. Don't act funny. Y'all acting brand new in here. Y'all would have hit. Y'all be trying to hit down syndrome chicks, and I'll be like, ninja, sometimes that's illegal. Y'all better be careful. The regular dude says, they perping. In high school, I had 15 bitches. Yes, I know. You did, but not a lot. There's, a, there's guys aren't here that ain't getting none. You guys got to understand that. They, they ain't getting none. Bobby Wilson says, I work with a girl that lives rent-free in my head. Wanted to tell her how I felt or feel just to get it off of my mind. You worried about being considered weird, but I really just wanted to get it out and others with. I think that means I, to get it out. You wanted to get it out of your head and others what and others with did you was there something else you wanted to add to that I'm not sure but uh yeah um a bit of advice a bit of advice I know people tell guys don't do this but sometimes you got to jerk it off you got to jerk her out you know what I mean you get with a girl you got a coworker she smells good she smell like peaches and cream. She smell like blueberries. All right. She comes in. You could just. Oh, so you lusting after her. Man, don't risk it, Ninja. Just jerk, jerk her once. Just jerk it off real quick. Be done with her. Be done with her. <laughs> All right. Don't don't risk it, Ninja. Don't risk it for the biscuit. Oh, by the way, traditional dating. There was a time where men. Men found their wives at work, but y'all want a traditional date. See, we can't have this fake traditionalism when, and a different set of rules. Guys, it was common for men and women to date in high school, college, and um, at work. Now, all of those are gone. And men when are like, where do I meet men? You used to meet them at work, you goofball. <laughs> used to meet them at school. Now, here's what happens now. Here's what happens now. Women, what is a common phrase that women will say about the men that they go to school with? Now, this is where it messes up. What is a common phrase that women will say that men, this, this throws it off, and I'm going to tell you what happened. What is a common thing that women will say about the men that they go to school with? What are they going to say? <laughs> right here. All right, uh, but uh, anyway, now we can't meet women at work. We can't meet, it's, it's, past, it's something that we don't do anymore. Yep, all the boys, all the men that go to my school are losers, are ugly, are jerks, are lame. It starts in high school and it goes to college. Now, there is some sort of fraternizing in college, but what will happen is the woman will say, ah, they're all broke, losers, immature. I like the guys that go to state. I like the guys that go to uh, uh, Westlake High School. I don't like the kids that go to Township High School. I like the guys that, you know, she goes to Township, but everybody at Westlake, all the boys at Westlake are fine. The guys at Township are creepy. 
The guys at state are gorgeous. The men over at uni are whack. <laughs> so now what happens is they done wiped everybody else off the map because over there is better. Over there is better. They're all more attractive, mature about this shit. But over at uni, they're whack. And so then there's always a sense of the invisible man is better instead of the men that are present over here. And then they get their bubble burst. The ninjas, they go over to state, the state parties, and get ran through and get kicked back over here at uni. <laughs> and the women at state saying the same thing about their guys. Oh, these guys at state are whack. The guys at uni. And this has been the plight of men with women for a long time. So, and now you got sexual harassment on campus. You got sexual assault, mis misunderstandings, party culture, hookup culture, alcohol, drugs. And then you go over there, people think it's just going to be better over there. It's kind of a weird scenario. So now men can't meet girls at school. Most men. Some men can. Most men can't. They're creeps and rape culture and all of this stuff. Then you can't meet women at work. I'm working here. I was sexually assaulted and harassed. This is goofy. Where do I meet men? At work. There's a whole bunch of them. At school. <laughs> right? Where do you think, where do you think, where do you think you're supposed to meet men? At a bar? A lounge? A cigar lounge? A hotel lobby? I hear all of these crazy shit that w women teach uh, women to do. All right, there's some gentlemen out here. Go to a hotel lobby and sit up there at the hotel bar. And then there's men, high value men that are here from out of town. They're doctors and lawyers. They're at conventions and go there and go to the cigar lounge area. And there's real gentlemen out here that will splurge on you and buy you drinks and invite you up to their hotel room and then fly you out. You'll be there. Wait, you mean those are married men? Most of them, 80% of them are going to be married. Their wife is somewhere else and they have no problem entertaining your young booty ass. All right. <laughs> And they have no problem taking you up to their hotel suite and filling your holes up with silly putty. And now all of a sudden, now you back at home leaking at the hotel bar. <laughs> the hell? What? <laughs> what are we doing here? Ninjas at cigar bars are typically married ninjas on a James Bond shit. All right, because that's what married men do. They don't be at the nightclub trying to boogie. <laughs> All right, so they out here giving themselves gum ass advice. The best place that people have met their mates have been church, school, work. Bar none. <laughs> right. Church, school, work. Church, school, work. Now, today it's all gone because they screwed it up. Single mammy's all running around in church. Hey, look, I got to get to these super chats. Takeem Hilton says, Coach Funny is F. He said, Ninjas like this be fluffing up they self esteem of scraps i'm hollering i can't breathe they do it all the time they do it all the time shout out to the bottom line news is this the same black guy that married that white woman with all them kids uh which one <laughs> all right i don't know is that the the goofy ninja i think the goofy ninja oh no no oh i know what you're talking about i know what you're talking about the florida woman that left south carolina or something like that i don't think that's the same woman it could be though that's actually a good question uh, the Batu says, spitting facts as always, my grandfather had outside kids on top of six he had with my grandmother. My grandmother helped raise his outside kids. Yes. Dude, before the internet, 
before the internet. I actually know a family member. I, I think I, I'm convinced. I know a family member that had outside kids and the woman raised the outside kid as an adopted kid. I'm convinced to this day, right? And nobody will talk about it. Nobody will talk about it. But I seen it with my own damn eyes. They was like, oh, this is the kid we adopted. I looked over. Huh? You adopted that person? Well, well, what was the mama? The, mo- the mama was like a crackhead or a young girl or a young piece of ass. And then I look over at the kid. I'm like, you kind of look like your daddy. <laughs> right? They're like, don't you look like your daddy? You look like your daddy. But they, but they're not. They're they're adopted. I'm like, holy shit! It used to be. It used to be like that. This is why. One of the reasons why. This is one of the reasons why women are on guys. This will tell you why women are going crazy with this strong and independent. They don't want no man. They don't need no man. Now, it, it makes sense when you see what women had to put up with. I'm gonna just let you know. I'll give women this. I'll give women this one caveat. It makes sense of why women acting the way they acting right now. Because the stuff that they had to put up with back in the day from men, today would be egregious. Like men go to jail for doing what men used to do back in the day. Men lose their families and kids. Men get dragged for child support and be called deadbeats. Like what women have to do now, I'm sorry, when women used to have to put up with back in the day, this is why their grandmamas and great-grandmamas used to tell them, you don't need no man. Get your own money. Um, you know, so learn how to educate and support yourself. Now, you didn't realize Nana was telling your, your mama and your siblings all of this. You didn't realize it. It wasn't the modern women that fooled modern women. It was your grandma. That used to say to your mother and your sisters and your nieces and your cousin them when y'all was out there playing lawn darts and on the grill when was y'all was out there playing flag football and touch football. Your grandmama had your family members in there telling all them women don't put up with none of this shit if I had a chance. Go get your own life. Go live on your own. Go support yourself. Go hoe. Be a hoe. I was a, so your grandmama was a flapper. Your grandmama was on the Grambling State cheerleading team when she was in 1967. And she used to be out here hoeing and she found your, uh, your grandfather. She's like, girl, go live your best life. Fornicate, be free. And then we out here, the modern woman. Oh, hell no. Ninja, this has been 70 years in the making. Started with your grandmama. Telling your mama and your not to put up with y'all ninja shit. <laughs> she was in there. Hey, act like you mixing that bowl, young, young sweetheart, young sugar bear. She in there mixing that bowl. Now, girls, I'm going to tell y'all one thing right now. Don't put up with that shit. Now, what happened? Grandpa comes stumbling in, in the kitchen. Girl, what y'all girls talking about in here? He got his suspenders on. He then had three families across town. He didn't put your grandmama through pure hell. He is a drunker, alcoholic woman beater, and he had family across the day. Look. And then he walk in there, and your grandmama switch. Your grandmama switch code 
after telling all of y'all, get y'all own money and go out there and hold, go to Freak Neek, go out there. Yo, Grandma, oh, hi, Mr. Johnson. Hi, Mr. Robinson. How you doing, Papa? You need something? Hey, girl, get Papa a beer. Girl, Papa, Papa, get on out this kitchen. Girl, you know the ladies got this covered. Come here, Papa, give me some sugar. Give him some sugar. Give him a little peek to taste my potato salad, Papa. Taste that. How that taste, Papa? Mmm, baby, you make the best potato salad, baby. Mm-hmm. Now go on out there. Go on out there, Papa. Go on out there and work that grill with the boys and tell them old nappy-headed boys to be out there not looking at them old stank hoes across the street. All right? And then Papa goes shuffling outside the door. Soon as he get that clum, they close his ass out the door. Now, girls, I got to play my part out here. I hate that man. I hate that man. <laughs> I hate that damn man. That man put me through hell. He got three kids cross town, cross Indianapolis. <laughs> All right, don't be like me. Don't be like me. I didn't have a chance. He told me not to go to school. He told me not to get my degree. <laughs> All right, anyway, boy. Yo, cold, cold world out here. Ninja, you thought grandma loved your papa. She hated that ninja gut, but she ain't had nowhere to go. She ain't had nowhere to go. She stuck. So she told y'all mama to go out there and be strong and independent. <laughs> All right, anyway, let me stop because ninjas is getting mad. Hey, I'll tell you how it really was. Shout out to our brother, Cali West Miami. Amon Shumper was dead serious when addressing his daughter's bad attitude. But when that ninja sniggled, when Taylor barked at him, yeah. I think I messed it up. Yeah. He straightened up for real. Straightened up. Shout out to pro man says the fifties started the lie about relationships. Most of the Hollywood heartthrobs are sweet as ghetto Kool-Aid facts and was womanizers or, and, or were womanizers of uh, the, I love Lucy Donna Reed. Uh, wasn't, um, wasn't the ninja and leave it the beaver tippy toe. Was it the ninja and uh, went, uh, the Brady Bunch tippy toe, right? And then they show you on the TV. Oh, married couples used to sleep in separate beds. The hell, that don't make no damn sense. Well, I love Lucy. They slept in separate beds, <laughs> right? Because in the fifty, in the fifties, in the fifties, they cannot slow show couples sleeping in, in the same bed. Like you don't realize that the government programming, they they were. They basically control what the public would see. Let me see if I can pull it up. And so they, the government was kind of different than the government. Now the government is about making y'all fools look like idiots. All right. And uh, get and dumbing you down. But take a look at this. And I love Lucy episodes. They slept in separate beds, ninja. And they loved each other. But Desi Arnaz was a whole beast out here with these hoes. <laughs> All right, he was a whole beast. That ninja was a whole womanizer. All right, and and I love Lucy. She ended up getting pregnant. How you get pregnant sleeping in separate beds, fam? Ow. But again, again. And so in our world, we're like, oh, old people slept in separate beds. What? Like, no, man, that's television, fam. <laughs> it's television. Like, why, why in the world? Why? Why? Like, why would this even make sense? But this is what they pushed out to the world. So a lot of the fantasy around what used to be in the past centers around television and movies. Because this is how they wanted you to see relationships and marriage. 
how they wanted you to see it. But Desi Arnaz was clapping everybody's cheeks in Hollywood. It was what it does. And she put up with it because why? Even though she was a powerful woman, she put up with the fact that he was a womanizer and stayed with him for a long, long time. Long, long time. Even as a celebrity, uh, Lucille Ball had to put up with Desi Arnaz's womanizing and, and all of that stuff. This is why modern women today, they ain't going for it. They're not going for the goofy shit. Uh, shout out to Bobby says, Coach, I mean, I just wanted to tell her and get it over with. He says, I don't want anything further. Oh, no, don't tell her, Ninja. Hey, man, don't, don't tell women what you think about them. It ain't worth it. Nah, not, not a woman at my job, no. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> MC Hamster says, people in 2023 20, can't even fit in a twin bed. Facts. Oh. Chill. Come on, man. That's sad. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. This is true. This was the guy that was saying he wants to tell his coworker how he feels about her. I would just suggest that you don't. All right, not in today's comment. In, in a yesteryear, maybe, but nah. Uh, did I get some brothers here? I did. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. Dude, Rock Hudson and Cary Grant were leading stars and always got the girl in every movie, but in real life... Man, you don't realize how prevalent this was <laughs> in real life. Actually, there was an actress that kissed Cary Grant, no, no, Rock Hudson in a movie scene. And then he came out and he announced AIDS. He had AIDS. This is y'all youngest don't know about Rock Hudson. Who did he kiss? He kissed like a soap opera star. Oh, it was Dynasty. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, uh, Linda Evans. Y'all don't remember this shit. Y'all was too young, man. It says right here, y'all don't know who Rock Hudson was. Rock Hudson was the heartthrob in the 50s and 60s. Heartthrob. And as he aged, he ended up uh, on a soap opera called Dynasty, which was a nighttime soap opera along with it. It rivaled Dallas in uh, Knox Landing. Shout out to my 80s ninjas. But Rock Hudson was a heartthrob. Uh, but he was one of the first celebrities to die of AIDS. And that was in 1985. Now, Rock Hudson was more or less, well, I, he's a fudge packer. But anyway, I mean, he, that's what he was. Now, here's the thing about it. Back in them days, you couldn't be out here openly gay. Back in those days, you could not be out here openly gay, guys. I know. Even the people that was literally, you could see it, no, nobody was admitting it. Mm. Freddie Mercury wasn't admitting it. Boy, George wasn't admitting it, and you can see it. You like, I can tell. Luther, not admitting it. Actors, not You couldn't just come out and be like, I'm free. This is why, of course, in our generation, they want to be out here wide open, right? And you could, because they haven't been able to be wide open. There was a time that you couldn't be out here just saying you was that. Ninja, you get called all kind of names. Ninja, be over. You'd be like, what? Your whole career gone. Boom. So they grew up in a whole, we, I grew up in a whole different time where they had to play. But the funny thing about it was a lot of these men were pushed forward as sex symbols to women. To women. And women was in love with these ninjas of all races. Oh, Rock Hudson, he's dreamy. And he, he the first one to die of AIDS. First one. Right out the box flaming and this woman right here kissed him in the scene 
And she says what? She says what? Uh, traumatic experience kissing Linda Evans on Dynasty. What year was that? 1984? He had to do a little kissing scene with, uh, there he is right there in the back, Rock Hudson. So, uh, by the way, I'm not outing him. Everybody knows what he was. There it is right there. He doing a whole romantic scenes with women. Then death came around the corner that fast. Uh, but uh, anyway. Anyway, it's a, it's a cold, cold world. But yeah, we live in a different time. And so for old people like me, I'll be like, like this time is weird to me. Like it's a whole parallel universe. It's like, what have we entered? And I'm not saying it's bad, but basically every, my whole existence as a young person is flipped on his head. Like you got to imagine. And I remember old people dealing with this when I was young as well. So I'm going to get to these right here. Like my whole existence has been turned topsy turvy upside down. <laughs> Right? What I used to be able to say, can't say no more. What I used to be able to do, can't do no more. We used to be able to talk to women. Used to be able to talk to women in public. Um, you see the Me Three movement happening. And where is it coming from? 80s, 90s. And I already said that 80s, 90s is going to be a beast. Because the Me Too movement was mostly 60s and 70s. Now we're going 80s and 90s ninjas. And... What you used to do, guys, what we used to get away with in the 80s, in the 90s, can't do today at all, at all. And that's how fast programming works. That's how fast generations change things. But that happened to me when I was younger and old people cannot adapt. They used to call you boy and nigra and, and you know, old white people used to call you colored. Hey, little color boy over there. I remember I had neighbors, old neighbors, um, that would say shit like that. Oh, you a good little color boy. You like, damn, you were like eight, seven years old, eight. You like, what, really? Like, wow. It's a very much a paradox. Um, or they used to call you boy. Or I remember old people used to give you money and give you a quarter and shit. <laughs> You'd be like, <laughs> right? You grew up in the 80s. You help somebody. Oh, let me see something. Let me help you out. They go get their handbag. They go get their purse. Oh, let me get my purse real something. Let me give you a little something for that help. And they open their purse up. You're like, man, I'm about to get $5. They open their purse, give you a, a quarter and a nickel. Here you go, son. Run along now. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. you looking at this quarter like, you're looking at her like, wait a minute. Who are you? Who remember that? I remember that. I helped this whole lady. I think I was like 11, 12 years old. I saw her. She had a little granny cart. She didn't came from the grocery store. I helped her carry the bags up the stairs. She gave me like a quarter. I was like, <laughs> that change purse. She went into that change pouch. All right, here you go right there. Run along, sir. Go, don't spend that all in one place. The fuck am I supposed to do with this? Like, what am I supposed to do with this quarter? Oh, that little color boy. She told her, oh, there's a little color boy coming in, uh, Henry. Henry, uh, cover up. Uh, there's a little color boy coming in. All right, anyway, boy, it's a cold, cold world out there, man. That was in the 1980s, late 80s. That woman, get like mid-80s, 87, gave me a damn quarter. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> back in the day, a quarter used to mean something in her day. That's today. You give your kids $20. 
Give your kids twenty dollars. They be looking like hold on for a second. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke, <laughs> dead flat, stony broke. I got three dollars and eighty five cents in my purse. Yep, your kids be like, "Hey, Dad, going to the movies? We're going with the friends. Then we're gonna pick up some Denny's afterwards. Can you give me some money? Oh, here, here's twenty dollars." They like. I can't do shit with this. First of all, they're going to need a debit card. They like load my card up and I'm going to need 75 bucks. They're going to need at least $50. If you got kids that are going out with their friends to the movies and food, they're going to need at least 50 bucks. But 20? What? 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 Okay, you go out with 20 and see what's going to happen. <laughs> you ain't going, you ain't going to do shit with $20. What can you get for 20 bucks? <laughs> you ain't going to do nothing. You ain't going nowhere with it. They're going to need at least 50 bucks. And they're going to need it on a card. The cash ain't going to help them. Everybody doing cards. Anyway. So, yeah, man, 20 bucks, man. That's how fast the world changes, right? I grew up in a generation where older people would give me quarters, and they thought that was stretch. You know, when I was young, I could get 20 bucks for my mother and I could stretch that. I could probably stretch that for three or four days, 20 bucks. Today, 20 bucks ain't going to get you nothing. It's barely going to get you the movie ticket. Where's your snacks, right? And if you go out to dinner after that, grab a burger. 20 bucks ain't going nowhere. We live in an interesting time. Shout out to Tranesia. She says, someone in the chat said, back when women used to love, he says, what does a female... Hopeless romantic get in these modern times, but sore coochies. He says they used to say a wet ass and a dry purse don't match back in the day. For real, though, if you're a hopeless romantic woman, I feel sorry for you. Uh, but normally my philosophy on hopeless romantics is that um, my philosophy is that these people are don't have much to offer anyway, but hopeless love. And so that's what they leverage. All right, I find that hopeless romantics are most of the time very nondescript or ugly women and goofy men. All right, I never see highly attractive hopeless romantics in terms of men and women, like people who have something else to leverage. I don't see rich men and hopeless romantic as, as a together. I don't see highly attractive women and hopeless romanticism. Most of the time, they're leveraging something. Okay, but when I see hopeless romantics, they're often an, an out-of-shape woman. She out of shape, normie, right in the middle, a four, big old goofy glasses, all right? And she don't got nothing else to leverage. So she got to leverage that hopeless romanticism. But I love and I love and she put her big old chubby fingers on you, all right? And she be putting her big fat fingers on you and stuff, her big old bear paws. Like she looked very plain and basic, <laughs> right? She put her hair up in the top, not pineapple, and she wear the glasses at night. Do we love each other? I love each other. What else do you do? All right. So hopeless romantics have nothing to leverage. That's my strategy when dealing with them. They don't have nothing. So they only deal with love. But I love and I'm the best lover and you get from me love eternally and love and love and everything will be love is the answer and love. What else? What else you got? She can make some banging ass street tacos too. Right. All right. Shout out to you. Let's get to the pay pizzles. All right, what we got here? 
No government names a good morning, coach. Uh, okay, that was from the earlier part of the episode. Maybe I, maybe I'm, okay, that was. All right, that was the only contributions here. Let me make sure I can clear these up. Then I'll finish up with any remaining super chats. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, uh, younger women tend to be more romantic, which they should be. They should be. I think young people should be very romantic. All right. I'm I'm of the opinion that they should be very romantic. Like if you're like 16, but if you know anything about Gen Z to date, they their dating marketplace is bad. It's bad. Like I have young uh, teenagers, late teenagers at this age. You would think that they would be doing all the sock hops and the homecoming and, um, you know, the falling in love and, you know, pairing off as partners. That shit is flown the coop. That's why I don't have much hope in the future. They ain't doing it like that. They they are very much, I would say, tainted or jaded or not jaded. They're kind of just in their own world. Their, their world of romance don't exist. Yeah, he says too young to be so jaded. Yeah, they're like the young girls are, they're, 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 they got their attention. Uh, young girls have stuff to do. They have options. They have way more options than Gen X and millennial women, right? These women can jump right into internet fame uh, on TikTok. They can jump right into, you know, drugs and having their friends and being antisocial is a thing for Gen Z. Antisocialism, you can't, can't blame them for it. That's been most of their life, antisocial. They have their sports. Uh, young boys have their homeboys and their video games and somewhat objectifying women because even their young women are at their high school. They're doing Instagram whoring, if you will. Kind of like, you know, they're doing all the bikinis and the my best life and, the you know, I'm hot shit and look at me with makeup. And, you know, women have their own. It's, it's kind of like. Yeah, ninjas is they're, they're detached from the reality. You also have an increasing amount of identity crises, gender switching, uh, bisexualism, and greening rainbow. Trust me, I've worked at these schools up until the year 20, 20 I want to say 2018, 2017. Emo, all of that stuff. Somebody said, this is true. My daughter has hobbies and she's 18. These girls got hobbies. They got, they got more shit to do than be boy struck. Loving, loving boys. Um, in fact, there is a group of women that don't get out at all, right? Right. We always say these women are 304s, but there's a group of women in this Gen Z. They don't go outside at all. They just sit up in the house all day doing whatever they want to do, decorating their room and putting lights and shit and flowers all over their room and, and listening to their music and watching TikTok. And, and they be watching, uh, I had a young lady over here, Gen Z, and, um, I was dealing with her and you, I was talking to her like an adult, like, cause we both were adults legally, man. In the morning she fixed some cereal and she was watching a, uh, uh, anime on my bed. <laughs> Cross-legged, <laughs> right? She crossed her legs and she had a big bowl of cereal. Like it was Saturday morning cartoons, watching anime. I left her up in there. I was like, well, Yep, sitting Indian style. Indian style, another thing that people can't say. I was like, I guess she at home, ninja. I guess that's what it was. <laughs> All right, and she didn't say we need to go out and do something. She didn't say she was bored. She didn't say she was just like she was at home eating Fruit Loops 
And I was like, here you go. All right, guess it was. <laughs> they don't got to, people don't got to go outside no more. They can get their drugs. They can get their vape. They can get all that shit and be in there living their life on social media and whatnot. All right. And then she would be like, come on, you want some, daddy? She was like, come get you some, daddy. Get him, daddy. Come get these clap cheeks. Clapped her cheeks up, went back to doing what I was doing. She went back to looking at her anime. I was like, well, she didn't ask to go out. She, I'm not hating on anime. She didn't ask to go out. She didn't ask to go to a nightclub. She didn't ask to go to an old bars. She didn't want to go out and get dressed. She was just one comfortable in her anime right here, eating fruit loops. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a different world, man. It's a different world. We live in a different planet where that's kind of where they feel comfortable. But then they also have depression and because they're isolated. They're isolated from the world. Their world is uh, on a screen. Much more than it was for us. Their world is on the screen. They're, everything that happens, they compare themselves to other people on the screen. Young women. And so, yeah, there is a sense that they are hypersexualized there. But I think also they're detached from sex more than our women were when we were younger meaning that they can have sex and it's like a handshake to them. They don't get sprung. They don't go crazy over no sex. And I've seen it. I've seen it in, in a lot of varieties. Like it's kind of something like an activity. It's like an action. They can do it, detach, detach from it, not really get, you know, heartbroken over it. They can, but they can't. But they can kind of move forward as opposed to young, older women cannot do that. They still think, oh, you're in love with me if you put your peen inside of me. Back in the day, you used to be able to, you touch a woman's private parts. She would be, I'm in love. I'm in love with you. Love with you. I'm in love. They be in love. You can't get them away from them. You be like, oh, man, I hit that. You leave her house. You leave her daddy's house after touching on her. And you go back to your house. You open your door. That woman was in your house like, hi, boiling rice and shit, boiling noodles. You want something? you like, hold up for a second. <laughs> Do I want something? I don't know. Uh, can you get out my house? She be in there frying bacon. You touched her. Uh, but And the young boys are inevitably, uh, the, the young boys in the younger culture, they can get their rocks off. Parents, I know you don't want to hear this. Parents, your young boys have seen more naked bodies, more titties and ass, and jerked off way more than any men of any generation combined. Combined. I know you don't see it. I know you want to act like I'm lying. These boys got phones in their hands, and they know how to get to the booty. They know how to get to it. The free booty, they know how to get to it. They didn't see pictures of their classmates nudie, and that shit done floated around the internet. And you wonder, and if some of it is your daughter, and you don't even know it, it ain't my daughter, but if some of it is somebody's daughter, and they got their titties out. And if you think I'm lying, if you think I'm lying, look at what happened to that Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy. If you think I'm lying, look at what happened to Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy had a whole 16-year-old girl, and they claimed that that ninja 
apparently was booking high school freshmen, packs of them coming in, touching on them, allegedly. Them girls are completely detached. Mm. <laughs> right? Them girls is doing things that, woo, they going fast on the, infra, on the 304 highway. Somebody said, how do you curb this? What do you want me to put a stop to this? Come on, fam. Mm. You want me to put a stop? To, you want me to put a curb to this? Okay, how do I curb this? Take all phones and devices from teenagers. <laughs> Take all devices from teenagers. This is, what? No, don't turn your internet off. Don't give your kid no phones. What do you want me to do? Like, it's a wrap. All right, come on, man. This, hey, that ship is sailed, y'all. It's a wrap. We're not going back. We're not going back. And uh sad part is there's a lot of young women exploring being OnlyFans, Ron, Sugar Daddies, and they're not even 18. They're barely 16. Some of them are 14. It's it's where we at. And the teachers are out here, 22, 23. They got leaking peace leaves. At this point, you can get in and mix in. He said, you want to go back to love letters. Yep. Y'all just need to go back to love letters because it's over. They texting. As I tell you, man, if you have kids, check their phone. You will be flabbergasted. Yeah, we're at the point of no return. I didn't told y'all we at the point of no return. And they know it. And a lot of, I know, I know young men that have mothers on OnlyFans. And these kids are in high school. I know men, young boys that have mothers on OnlyFans. And they're in high school. Like, man, we in a, we in a new world. We in a new world, man. And just wait. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> we in a we in a new world. We in a new world. And also parents that are enabling children doing this. Yeah, parents enabling children doing this. Right? They're not checking on their kids. They're trying to be friends with their kids. So they're not putting their kids in check. So you you're a parent that puts your kids in check. You got parents out here completely, they they okay, honey, uh, yep, you zip. Parents ain't checking on their kids. Parents ain't checking on. They're too busy trying to be their friend and and uh, letting them stall in life. So forget it, bro. We we he says it's full speed ahead. We gone with this depression shit too. It's the depression thing is a dude. That's a mind bender to me. I don't understand that. I don't understand it. But you know who the biggest enablers of depression is? Depressed ass parents. Mm. You know why? Because they want their kid. They want to relate. So kids be like, I'm down, which is odd because you're like kids today have everything that you w- we ever dreamed of. They, we don't have abusive parents. Like they don't have a, uh, they don't have abusive parents. They think they do, but they don't. Ninja, we used to get abused, abused, right? But they don't have abusive parents. They don't have controlling parents. They get to speak up. Parents listen to them for the most part. They get to say what they want to say to their parents, and then the parent will chew them out, and then it's trauma. They also have phones in their hands 24-7. They have 24-7 nude. They have 24-7 entertainment. They can't relax. They can't decompress. They're, they're, you know, we used to have the TV go off. Our, t- our TV used to go off. They have drugs, access to drugs. Parents will give them drugs, either pills and or smoke out with them. Parents will smoke out, provide them alcohol. Let them stay out at night. Ninja, we used to be at to be home at 10 30, 11 o'clock. These kids be out 
I'm out. Come home, 10, 12, 1 o'clock, can't tell them shit. Okay? Um, we have to socialize. Kids today don't. I'm antisocial. And then parents are in dire straits now. So you have a lot of divorces, mothers, fathers who cannot get over the hump financially. Um, so they're depressed, and then they pass on their depression to their kid, and then everybody trauma bonds over depression. Oh, I understand you. Because the parents ain't shit. You guys are settling for minimum. Dude, there's no minimum. There's no minimalizing anymore. Everything's expensive. You guys got to rise with the times. I know I'm on my soapbox, but everybody's like, I'll just minimalize. Ninja, minimalize into what? A 300 square foot house? The fuck are y'all talking about? Ninja, the world is leaving. All right, this is what y'all ninjas, I'll minimalize. And now you in a 300 square foot house trying to be happy. Where's my, (laughs) come on, man. Y'all ninjas is letting the world pass you by. And so then, guess what? Parents are depressed. Kids are depressed. And they just bond over eating bowls of of freaking, eating bowls of medication. Getting fat. And it's really coming from the parents. Depression does not come from the kids. It doesn't come from other kids. It's coming because the parents um, are depressed too. Anyway. It's a weird world. Again, my world has been flipped upside down, but I'm a go-getter. I'm a, I'm a guy that's like. And then also, <clears throat> these guys are, um, you know, um, yeah, you don't want to challenge your kid. Oh, it's okay to not have your life together at 25, at 30. It's okay. You don't have to be at a certain place in a certain age. This is all loser talk. I can't stand you losers. It's all loser talk. I, you can't convince me otherwise. You guys are losers. Now, you can be, you don't have to be where you're supposed to be at 30, but Ninja, be somewhere. Be somewhere. You're supposed to at least try to go somewhere. You don't have to hit the nail. You don't have to hit it right out of the park at 22. But y'all ninjas be going nowhere and then hit 30. And guess where you at? Nowhere. This shit is crazy. And the parents sitting around watching this shit. Why? Because the parents ain't shit. That's what it is. Anyway. The parents don't want to push themselves. This is absolutely a, this world is bizarre to me. This world is bizarre. I'm like, y'all ain't going to make it about this motherfucker, (laughs) right? Y'all are not making it. And we still got 2,000 plus people in here listening to me rant. But shout out to y'all. Y'all can leave at any time. But it's a disgrace. I think this world is, you know, I hate to sound like an old person. It's a disgrace. Nobody challenges any each other. Nobody tells anybody the real. I just, sad. Letting women go until 30. I, I don't understand how you let women go into 30 and 32 just drifting. How does this make any sense? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to the powers that be. New, 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 new world order. How do you let women just waste their entire fertility window? I, this For a nature position. This got to be the dumbest nature strategy in the history of time. Now, there's some women like, you can have babies in 40s. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about they just wiped off. They just have women just wipe off. Now, the only reason I think this is plausible is because we've overpopulated the earth. That's all. It only makes sense. Because typically, we, I mean, generally, we've had 6 billion people in the last 130 years. The world was only had a billion people on it in the 1880s 
There was only one billion or maybe a billion and a half people on earth. Since the 1880s and industrial revolution going into, we've populated the earth. We basically have hit it seven to eight fold. So if you're a power person and you're in power of making sure everybody has resources, I would understand why you would wipe off women's fertility window because you don't need these people populating. I mean, we're, we basically have maximized. I mean, there's more people that can fit on earth, but more poor people, more slaves, more useless. You see the people now, they ain't doing shit with their lives. So why have more of those? <laughs> All right, but anyway. He says, uh, he says, what human can determine if the planet has enough people? Guys, I, I know it's tough, but if you're in charge of the resources and making sure everybody has resources, you want to be concerned about how many people are here. Because most people, 85% of people are straight parasites. 85% of people are straight parasites. Ninja, they're going to have robots. They pushing robots in y'all place, Ninja. They're going to be robot entertainers. Wait. They're going to be robot entertainers. Y'all ninjas in about 50 years going to be entertained by robots. All this shit y'all see on the internet, if there's still an internet and a social media, robots going to be your entertainers, Ninja. They're going to be your football players. They're going to be your damn, they're going to do superhuman shit. Make it at least likely for y'all goofy-ass motherfuckers to be out here having babies. And then they just going to push the fertility window off, let women terminate their kid. They don't give a shit. The, the thing is, they want to have resources. They want to have the majority of people who need the resources have it. A lot of people that have what they have today is because they're getting it from other people. They're not getting it. This is all just a leap. I'm a, remember, I'm the great Coach Alini. Most people that have stuff today, they get it because other people are giving it to them. They're not getting it themselves. So if you are a person that is in charge of like, how do we take care of our populace? You're looking at it like this cannot sustain itself because most people, they can't sustain themselves, period. So that human being says, I'm in charge. I'm the richest. I have the most power. I'm the governor. I'm the mayor. Much of our resources go to people who can't do shit for themselves. So they start talking like we need to have less people. <laughs> Most people are NPCs. Most people do the bare minimum. They just getting by, slide by, dead at 32, buried at age 80. But you have a lot of welfare, government programs, assistance, and all this stuff. And they got to come up with a, mean, a way to support it. How have we been supporting it today? We print more money. That's the only reason we support it. We've been printing more money. People have been taking from the top and then been giving it around for all these people here. I mean, I, that's basically the only way I can see it. Do I, do I think this is the way we should do it? That's another story. I'm not saying that you should do it this way. I'm just telling you, most people don't do anything. Not based on what they need. Not based on what they need. Based on what you need on a day-to-day -day basis, you don't produce anything to get what you need on a day-to-day -day basis. Now multiply that by seven, by four weeks, by calendar year, by 60 years, 70 years. Most people don't produce, you don't produce what you consume. There's no way in the world 
that that's true. The majority of people take more than they give. <laughs> All right, that's, it's a bottom line. So, yeah, why would you have these people around? Why would you have these people? Now, I got to give everybody water. and got to give everybody food. That's why they're giving you crickets. That's why they're giving you processed meat and processed food and lab-grown meat. <laughs> All right, but robots going to be your entertainers in about 20, 30 years. Look at it. But like, damn, these robots are fast. They're going to be running the Olympics. Robots, half robots, android ass ninjas. They're going to be running the Olympics and run it. They're going to be breaking time, breaking records. <laughs> They're going to be breaking records. Ninjas run 100 meters in 8.9 seconds. Them robots going to be running it in five seconds. And ninjas going to be cheering too. NPCs going to jump right to it. Watch. You have to understand, people like me think this way, and I think it's crazy. But most people, they ain't going to bat an eye. They're going to be like the first robot in the NFL. That ninja going to be juke, 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 and ninja's going to be, they're going to be clapping. They ain't going to bat an eye. They ain't going to protest. They ain't going to be like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, look, they get my stream here. New, 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 new. All right, what are we doing here? Sam Prince says we had to struggle to hear Spice Channel through static. Yep. He says ear all close to the TV, had to look through JC Petty catalogs for some action. And guess what? We went blinded. We blinded ourselves. We blinded ourselves looking at scrambled prawn. Shout out to Xavion says Fred and Wilma Flintstone from the cartoon was the first couple on TV allowed to be shown sleeping in the same bed. 100 percent all right people don't realize this all right uh macaroni tony you ain't lying i had an earlier juco that told her parents she was at her friend's house but was really with me and just don't know they just don't know they don't know man and uh, a lot of young women that are on the juco 24 25 23 19 27 they live with their parents and they be telling their parents, hey, I'm going over here. I'm going to my friend's house. I'm going to dip out. And they come over here. They get served up. Flaming y'all folded up like a love letter from the second grade. And they get sent back and they go right in. Hi, mom. Hi, dad. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you how I started the JUCO. Ninja, there's still 2,000 people here watching me. What the fuck? Y'all don't want to go home? Shit. All right, it's crazy. I'm four hours in. Y'all niggas gonna watch me all day? Fuck it. I'll do a whole show. Mm. Hey, you know how I got started on the JUCO? I had a client. This woman was in her 50s. She had a daughter who was 18, 19. I knew the daughter since she was 16. She's a flatback supreme, all right? She's like she's like a complete flatback supreme. Anyway, um, the mother... The mother of the woman, the mother of the young lady who was going off to college, she went to a Pac-12 college. Well, it's now a big 12. It's now a Big Ten college. But um, she tells me that her daughter is coming home with all kind of gifts and stuff. And the daughter at this point, I think, was 18 going to college. I think she was, this was during COVID, though. So she, was, she went to college, but then they weren't having classes. So she went to college. And she was like, yeah, but she coming home with all of this stuff. And, you know, I was like, huh. This was like 2019. 
And I was like, interesting. Um, and then she, I was like, maybe she's dating someone. And she was like, nah. And I was like, look, I know what her daughter looked like. She a flatback supreme. She had long, long, she cut her hair off too. She had long, long hair. She had a crazy ass slender body. She had a nice little bubble. She was like crazy, like lean white girl. All right. I was like, and she was like, no, she dating. She's still a virgin. Mom was still saying she was a virgin. I was like, oh shit. So anyway, and she was like, she bought a new guitar. She bought a new surfboard. She bought a new paddleboard. And um, she was like, what do you think's happening here? And I was like, well, she could have a boyfriend. And um, and I was like, maybe she's dating. And um, she was like, well, can you check any dating apps? So I was like, I'll check Bumble and Tinder. So I set my parameters to her age, and I'm just swiping, trying to find her on Bumble and Tinder. I don't find her. And then I find about seeking arrangements. I was like, maybe she's a sugar baby. So then I signed up for seeking arrangements right then and there. That was when I signed up. And I went to go look for her on seeking arrangements. That was 2019. So that's what led me. And then that's how I discovered the junior college from there. Like, meaning that I discovered that this was going on. Like, I would start looking at the people on there, looking at that age group and that classification. I'm like, holy shit. I was like, whoa. And so that it took me another year for me to digest it to see what was going on. So I really didn't explore it until another year later. And it wasn't until I talked to two content creators and two people that were members of the coach gang that used the app. And so two popular content creators had told me about how they used it. And I was like, yeah, I know about it. He was like, oh, two content creators. And then two people that I did coaching calls with, they were like, oh, I use seeking. And I was like, what? And that was how I got spun into the junior college. But I didn't find the girl. I didn't find the girl. So I don't know how she was getting her money. Oh, by the way. Um, and oh, by the way, most of these, um, most of the girls that are upscale, they're not using seeking. So just cause they're not on there doesn't mean she wasn't doing it. All right, what'll be out here? Steven Russell says CGA in overtime. Man, it's crazy. YouTube says buy gold. They can't print that, all right? You have to find a way to transport it, but yes, you want to have some resources. Johnny Law. He says CGA, this is for the overtime. This new generation has no idea about old school relationships. My grandparents had two beds in their bedroom. Actually, my grandparents did too, but um, I think it was more because old people don't can't control their bladder. That's what I can chalk it up to. So my great-grandparents that I knew, they were in their mid-70s, both had cancer, both were irregular in terms of, you know, they had to be watched and helped. So most of it probably is because one of the people are pissing the bed. <laughs> so that might have something to do with it, and another person doesn't want to wake up in a puddle. That might have something to do with it. I have no idea, but I have no idea. Shout out to Takeem Hilton says, let's keep the show going over time for the win. Shout out to you, man. Damn. Still 2,000 people in here watching me. Ninja, y'all just going to stay here? <laughs> right. I hate to end the show, but the show is really ended. Uh, but I can go on and on about these subject matters. I think later on tonight, let's save a little bit for tonight. Uh, but for you young guys that want to know uh, about how it used to be, Y'all got it easy out here. For people that call young people soft, 
The reason why is y'all literally have had the world given to you on a silver platter. Most of y'all haven't had to go to war. None, most of y'all haven't had to do military duty. You got out of that because parents didn't believe in the military. Most of you guys never had to get drafted. Most of you guys have had no abuse to be spoken for. Most of you guys have never had bullying to the point where people were bullied in the older days, in the older age. Most of your coaches are pieces of shit, bootleaking ass, ass-kissing ass to the star. And equal playing time you had, you had participation trophies, you had organized sports. Ninja, we had to play in the middle of the street until somebody hit high school. There was no organized leagues and shit like this. Y'all had AAU, travel team, ranking teenagers, ranking 12-year-olds as a top 12-year-old. And a guy. You guys had everything, timeouts. You had everything given to you on a silver platter, and you fucked it up. That's what happened. Mm. All right, and so now y'all still out here crying. So that's why y'all get it, Ninja. Now, it ain't y'all fault, but this is why people call y'all soft. Y'all still out here crying about mental health and shit. This is wild. And Ninja, y'all got TVs. Everything we dreamed of, y'all got. You got in your bedroom a TV, a video game box, a damn device, two devices, a computer, laptop. Ninja, you got iPads and telephones and shit. And health insurance, Ninja. What the hell going on? Ninja got uniforms and shit and Michael Jordan shoes. You remember, Ninja, I didn't have, never had Michael Jordan shoes. My, my mother never bought me. You got food. Ninja, your parents scraping and scrimping. <laughs> you didn't get beat up on the way to school, beat up on the way back, walk uphill both ways, no gangs. Uh, that boy T.I. son, I was gonna not going to cover it, but T.I. son tried to act like he was out here struggling. Oh, I had it out here bad. The fuck? Y'all be taking freaking, um, y'all got the best video game graphics. Y'all be taking tour buses to play 707 football, hotels, summer camps and shit. We had summer camp in dorms with no air conditioning. It's... And the thing is, they're not even thankful for the shit that they got. They're depressed about the shit that they got. Now, that's where I draw the line. I will blame the parents. But not only that, they, they, they ain't even thankful for the shit they got. And they out here talking shit and out here want me to stop my life and stop their world and let them off so they can come back from their depression bender. All right, while well, I got to come out here and grind. Hell no, I ain't stopping my life. You fix your goddamn expectations. This is crazy. This is crazy. Like, what are y'all doing out here? Y'all got safety, security, gated communities, maids and shit. <laughs> Air conditioning. Oh, my God. These people are crazy, man. We used to worry about getting stabbed and beat up. Just going to school. Oh, let me stop. All right, look, they leaving the stream now. They got food, microwave food. Health food, personal trainers, agility coaches and shit. You be out here struggling to pay all this shit up. And then they be out here, I'm still angry. Mm. Like what in the world? Like, man, no, yo, no, I can't feel sorry for these Gen Z ass motherfuckers. I can't feel, I'll never feel sorry for a damn Gen Z in my damn life. Yep, they got 18 streaming services. They just, look, we used to miss the game. 
They got the game. They could call the game right up. We used to miss the TV show. They could pull a TV show right up on a Disney Plus and Netflix. They used to miss the movie. The movie come out released on the damn Netflix. What the? F- mm. They could pause the movie. We used to have to sit in the movie ready to piss on ourselves. Parents have one meal that they cooked. We have in pork chops and onions. Damn. Yes, I ain't eating tonight. Or I better like pork chops. These kids like, I don't want to eat in and out. I want Chick-fil-A. Now you ordering Uber Eats and you making three stops to feed all your damn kids. Mm. <laughs> My mother would never stop at no three places because you didn't want to eat there. Shit, you lucky you eating. Oh, my God. I mean, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. And then you take a kid to do something and they bored. Oh. Hey, bored. Hey, you want to come out and do something outside? This is boring. Oh, my Lord. This is this is weird. All right. My man said, okay, boomer, for real. We this, I'm doing some boomer shit. That's why I never feel sorry for these motherfucking Gen Z. All right. I ain't so far sorry for they ass ninja. But uh, look, I will say it's their reality. There's nothing. They, they had no control over it. They had no. You know what happened? Parents got puss. Puss ass parents. Weak ass parents. It's not Gen Z's fault. It's weak-ass parents' fault. It is. It's these weak-ass parents. Weak-ass parents trying to be friends. That, that's the problem. And it started when parents didn't confront the school when the kid got in trouble. Kid get in trouble. The, the teacher come in and say, hey, your kid messing around. And the parent sued a uh, teacher in the school district. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I see your kid on it. My kid would never do that. My kid will never do that. You racist, you sexist, you you racist against your own kind, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm telling you what your kid's doing. Your kid's getting in trouble. They would never do this. You a bad teacher. You're like, and so now the teachers are powerless, toothless. All right, the coaches are toothless and powerless. You didn't play my kid equal playing time. Well, your kid sucks. That's why. <laughs> your kid can't cut it. And you trying to get your kid out here on this team and they suck. The only reason I'm keeping them here is because I get to get an extra fundraiser out here. And I need some people to practice against my, my starting lineup. <laughs> but your kid sucks and they ain't never going to see the floor. Now nah, you want to fire the coach. <laughs> now you want to fire the coach. Hey, Ninja, we need some practice dummies out here. Ninja, know your role. I can't tell you that. Now I got, now I got to get fired. Now you move your kid from club team to club team until you find the sorriest-ass club team and put their ass on the team so they can see the floor. And they getting embarrassed and dunked on in the seventh grade, and they losing by 50 every weekend. Okay, I hope this is good. I hope your kid's learning a good lesson out here, and they don't give a fuck. These kids play 100 games a year. We used to play 20 games, and they all meant something. These kids play 100 games, and then you want them to compete. Hey, man, this is an important game. They don't care. They're like, this ain't no important game. You know, this is a rivalry. This is a rivalry game. This is our crosstown rival. This is another game to them. They're going to eat. They're going to have their phone. They're going to have a girl. They're going to have access to prom. They're going to have some in-and-out chicken nuggets. They're going to have Chick-fil-A at the end of the game. They're going to have a full belly. And they're going to have video games at the end of it. They don't give a shit about no crosstown rivalry. <laughs> they got their homeboys that they play AAU team with. Hey, what's up, man? 
we supposed to hate each other, but they out there sniggling and got apple slices and orange slices at the at halftime. And they got painting their nails at the at the beginning of the game. They go out there and get manicures and shit and massage therapists and people stretching them out. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Anyway, anyway, man. Look, man. I let me let me get out of here, man. We're going way too far. People gonna see this stream four hours and twenty-eight minutes. This is ridiculous. Sorry, right. coach, you talking too much. Nobody get cut. Remember, you get cut from the basketball team. You get cut from the team. You had to go through tryouts and shit, and the coach will cut you, and you get off the bus. You can't wait. I got three more. Super chat. You get off the bus. You go to the coach's locker room. Oh, shit. Here we go. You get on the paper right here. All right? And they gave you a number or had your name. You used to read your name. These players were booty cheeks. And your ass look across. Damn. Got cut from the team. You crying. <laughs> you in the class. What happened? I got cut from the team. Ninjas don't get cut no more. Ninjas be walking around halfway can't do shit. And they make the team. All right, we're going to make them freshman A team, freshman B team, freshman C team, freshman D team. They just make another team out of some loser ass money. <laughs> All right, or perhaps we'll have... Sophomore JV, frost off. Ninjas don't get cut. <laughs> right here, they spare your feelings. All right, we used to get cut. Ninja, the coach don't even talk to your ass. They look at y'all. They don't even call you by your first name, Adams. You cut. <laughs> right in front of you. Who got this motherfucker out here? Adams, man, go spare yourself. Cut. Hit the showers. <laughs> Where we at? Actual King Smith. He says the clip with the guy that said I knew that was coming is the same guy who married the single mother. Really? It was the same guy. Oh no. He says you covered him before. Wow, that he gets treated like no way. Okay, I'm gonna have to review that again. Thank you, actual King Smith. Wow. Man, that's wild. All right. Wow. Damn, he's simping. I'm gonna have to recover that. Shout out to our brother Jeff says the earth isn't overpopulated. Even in the enclosed ecosystem of the rat-mouse utopia uh, experiments, the population never came close to max. The issue was stress on the residents being unable to act on biological nature. A sick and broken society raises sick and broken people. That is Moderna. Well, it's not overpopulated in numbers, but I think if you look at metropolises, it's overpopulated because people are living on, like you're saying, it's not like we can handle probably 30 billion people and spatially. But what's happening is there's so many poor people that people have to live on top of each other. That's not natural. Most people are trying to survive living in unhealthy conditions. That's overpopulation. <laughs> like that literally is creating what? Uh, uh, it's creating a bunch of problems. So, that literally is overpopulation. We're not talking about in numbers, but most people are born and living in poorest conditions, unhealthy conditions, mentally, physically. And what are we seeing? We're seeing the carrying out of it. That's, that's over. Yeah, we have too many useless people. That's overpopulation. 
Now, if we were spread out and we were agricultural and we didn't have to live in metropolises to survive and live in large complexes with with 50 floors and six apartments on each floor, top to bottom, okay. But yeah, we're overpopulated in, in that. We're open, we're like, because most people are useless. Sad. All right. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Rashid says, appreciate you, coach. We out of here after this. All right. Rashid says, appreciate you, coach. I think this no cheesecake factory thing and even Mastro's or Roost Chris are franchises. Yeah. Interesting. He says, no franchise hole in the walls keeps it interesting. Cheap but good food. Then keep it moving, not because of her, but I enjoy these restaurants better. Much love. Pause. I agree. And there's, trust me, there's ladies out here or women out here that aren't on this goofy stuff that we show you here. There are some women out here. However, most of them are nondescript and average. If you find a nondescript average chick that knows her spot, don't wife her up, but that's where you need to be. Most of these made up, Bubble lip, makeup, Instagram, hooker, models, drags. Most of these women are are overrated. Rodney says, Coach, you ain't never lied. My kids soft as Charmin, and they have way more than you've ever had as a kid. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they should understand and appreciate they have a better life. But yes. And uh, they but again, Gen Z doesn't know their reality. Their reality is just their world. So we can't hold that against them. This is their reality. And uh, this is our parentage. All right. I think I got everybody, man. Look, thank you for sticking around for this overtime. Shout out to the coach gang. Hit the like button on the way out, whether you agree with me or not. But I'm just talking that shit. But I'm the only one out here really talking that shit. All right. We do have Derek here. I do have one more out of the dough. One more out of the dough. Thank you, man. Let's see here. Come on, Derek. Get in here. I don't know what your name is. He says, I'm off today, and it's the first time seeing a whole live show, Coach, other than locals. Thank you for going over time. You're my favorite African-American out here. Uh, look at my African-American over here. All right. Look at him. Yeah. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? All right. Shout out to the Coach Game, man. We out. We'll be back this evening for some sort of show. And peace. What happened? I'm still here. I don't know what happened. Let me see. I guess I can't I can't leave. They don't want me to leave. Where's my outro? I don't know where my outro is. All right, let me see if I can pull an outro up. They won't let me leave the stream. Okay. There we go. <laughs>